o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, Joe. Hello, the Electric City who 65 years ago today did away with its last trolley car. Damn. What a what a Damn. landmark anniversary. I know. So, uh, and of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog Washington DC, the Beltway Bureau of the Bubble the Swamp. Welcome back to you as well. Hi, good evening. Yeah, so we all, uh, I think America was dealt uh, quite, uh, some of the, the worst news possible that I'd feared was coming, and that is, and, and I'm not going to lie right now, um, I donated to Kamala Harris multiple times, and she has suspended her campaign today, and I think it is a massive, massive blow to our chances of, of winning the White House. Um, I think it's a massive blow to the, um, the Democratic Party, who typically stands for diversity and uh, stands for giving Does women it? women chances. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't know. Sorry, I mean, Ken, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's I okay. I mean, tonight. I mean, there are there, there there's reports that have come out like the campaign was mismanaged or whatever, and I'm not going to blame that on Kamala. You know, I I, um, I think she was she did a hell of a job, and I just can't believe some of the people that are still in the fucking race, and she's not Tulsi Gabbard, and of course, asshole Republicans are out there. Doing little fucking football spiking, uh, th- you know, saying that Tulsi Gabbard is single-handedly responsible for taking out Kamala Harris. You know, it's like they have a fucking agent, uh, you know, and they do. the 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 GOP has an agent in this race right now, on the Democratic side, and that's Tulsi Gabbard, a fucking saboteur. And and I'm I'm livid. I'm livid. So, Rain, why don't you give us your thoughts on this? Oh, I'm more than livid. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I I put it out on Twitter. I don't know if I put it on Facebook, but today was the first day I cried since election night 2016. I did. I cried. I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. And I'm going to try real hard to keep my voice down, but poor Bob. He's he probably has an earache after dinner. I do not understand how the likes of the Yang Gang are still in there. 
Um, I don't understand how Michael Bloomberg is considered a valid uh, candidate. Tom Steyer. Tom yeah. Steyer needs to sit down, too, okay? Um, I, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And none of this is a knock on the rest of the candidates that I'm talking about. It's not a knock. But I don't understand how we keep promoting Pete Buttigieg when he is less than 1% of the vote among black candidates. Yeah. Okay? I'm, I'm quite serious about this. I don't understand how come we're not raising up people like Amy Klobuchar, who she might be more middle of the road than some people like. But guess what? She's also as viable as Kamala Harris. Agreed. I am sick of this. I am so angry and I'm so upset. Because the next debate that we watch will have no people of color on the stage. None. Castro won't be there. Booker won't be there. Kamala won't be there. Something is very, very wrong within our democratic primary system right now. Something is really wrong. When, we, when we're the party who talks about how we want to get money out of politics, how the hell is it okay that Michael Bloomberg, who cannot figure out whether or not he wants to be a Democrat, an independent, or Republican, just waltz in and enter the race. And and I'm sorry, the same goes to Tom Steyer. He might be a lovely fellow, but he doesn't have any right to be in this race. None. Period. I don't want to have to cast my primary vote for anybody who hasn't been a part of the elected system or a part of government and yeah. knows how it works inside the process, how the sausage is made. Because so we saw I'm how really, well I'm that worked really out last time, tonight. right? We seen, saw how well that worked out in 2016, putting a fucking businessman in the White House. Yeah. I, I'm, he doesn't I, yeah. know so shit. Please bear with me tonight, guys. I am really angry. And it's not because I was all in for Kamala. I did announce that <clears throat> I did announce a couple of days ago that my support was for her. So perhaps that was the kiss of death. But there are other candidates that I really, really like. I am just so sick and tired of basically being told by either the people who have the most money in, in, in the primaries or the media that somehow the our savior has to be some white dude. I'm sick of it. I'm yeah. I'm angry tonight. I'm really, really angry tonight. I mean, I had the same feeling, and I don't know if you had this or not, Joe, but I had the same feeling about Kamala Harris that I had about Barack Obama. Was that she was the fighter we need, need uh, you know, uh, we needed the fighter that was Obama at the time, and we needed the fighter that is Kamala this time around. Um... Yeah, I, I liked Kamala. I I picked her years ago, you know, when I saw her on some of those committees. I have to be honest, I am not as angry as you and Rain are in that I'm not as invested in any of this yet. Yeah. I'm just sort of watching it play out. I, I'm sticking to what I said before. I mean, obviously, my first choice, and I said this on Tim's show, I said it here, I know many times, Amy Klobuchar was my pick way back mm -hmm. yeah i over, remember over, that joke. over over any of them and she's still in it okay she's still in it um i think she is the most likely to be able to beat um donald trump but again 
this is all about money. Yang is in it because he has money. Bloomberg is in it because mm-hmm. he has money. Steyer is in it because he has money. This is not about anything else but money. It's, and it's it's the it's the curse of our electoral system is the influence of money in politics. You can't stay in a in a race if you can't raise funds. Yeah. And 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 obviously, even though he only has one percent, people to judge raises money. He's not he's not uh, making any headway in the polls, but he's raising money. And money that's keeps a problem you, to me. That's money a- keeps you in the ball game. And yeah. you know, you you stay in long enough, you get past Iowa, you get past New Hampshire, then you're into Super Tuesday. Man, the field is open. Um, no, I, I didn't have that same feeling about Kamala Harris that I had about Barack Obama. Barack Obama, um, I had been following, gee, I was still working in the early 2000s when he became a senator, and Mm -hmm. I always thought, I always thought that he was very, very good, likely to become president of the United States. I voted for him in the 2008 primary. Um, I have to say I didn't vote for him. We split our vote. Barbara voted for Hillary. I voted for Obama. I liked him from way back. I did not have that same feeling, although I thought Kamala was a very strong advocate. And yeah, right now, I, right now again, I'm just sitting back waiting for it to sort itself out. I'll support you know, the Democratic nominee. I, there's a part of me, and this is not to blame you, Joe, at all. <clears throat> Please know this. There's a part of me, especially watching so many things on Twitter this afternoon, seeing so many people saying she was my first pick, she was my first pick. I wonder, and this is just a pondering of myself, because I put myself on a monthly donation to her. I, I, I did. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if a lot of people who liked her decided to sit back and wait instead of putting their money where their mouth is. Because one thing we hear time and time again is like, uh, there's like this presumption that Joe Biden, again, this is not a knock. None of this is a knock except you, Tulsi, and Yang. Okay, and Bloomberg and Steyer. um, Where people automatically assume Joe Biden is the front runner, but he's a soft front runner. So many of these, you know, so many of the polls that we've seen are like, yeah, it's Joe Biden, but... And I, just allow me to just be bitter tonight because that butt part, I feel like if there is somebody that you really like, now is the time to get out there and start donating towards that person because of what Joe just said. Because that didn't happen for Kamala Harris. And that's not happening for Amy Klobuchar or Cory Booker or, okay, Elizabeth Warren is doing well, Bernie yeah. Sanders is doing well, um, Buttigieg is doing well, but... I feel like I feel like too many people re- were, were reticent, and um, I think you're right. I think you're right I because think we it, lost a really important voice in this campaign. An important well, one. Well, and I think that's why it hurt so much to you and me because we were there. We were there. We we wanted in in. We're just like really. You didn't didn't any anybody else. All these people that are saying they loved her. They didn't. They didn't see the need to to give her money, you know, um, you know. I, I, it, it's it's it is this apathy 
It's like, okay, you can, you can love everybody. Uh, you, you can love anybody all you want as a candidate, but sometimes you got to give presents to people you love, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah, uh, because at this rate, we're going to end up, it looks like we're going to end up with a fucking billionaire. Is that what we want? I don't think so. I, d- I don't know what, I don't know what to think. I, like I said, Joe, I, I I'm hot. I, I'm I, hot. I, I don't, I, oh yeah, I could see. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I don't think we're going to end up with a billionaire. I don't think neither Bloomberg nor nor Steyer are going to amount to anything in Iowa, New Hampshire, or or anywhere else. Even though they have unlimited money, I mean, they could stay in it as long as they want. But at some point, it's throwing good money after bad. Yeah. Um, Pete Buttigieg, um, I, I don't know what his ground game is in Iowa. I know what he's aiming for. He has the money to stay in until Iowa and New Hampshire. He's doing well in the polls there. And a boost in both those, you know, he, he's looking at it as, you know, that's th- that could be a way up. Um, Joe Biden has the black vote right now locked up, especially older black voters. Yeah. Uh, which are the people that go to the polls uh, most reliantly. reliantly. And um, South Carolina looks like, if he could hang in to South Carolina, he's going to have a strong chance on Super Tuesday. So, again, I'm not invested. I'm not invested in any one candidate, and I have to tell you quite bluntly, I haven't given ten cents to anybody for that reason. Is yeah. that I'm standing back and letting it sort itself out. I am not giving ten cents to anybody until there's a nominee, and once that nominee is our nominee, then you know I open up my checkbook. Um, I don't in any way think that either of the billionaires are going to going to make it. Um, everyone else, again, Klobuchar is still in it. I'm surprised and I'm happy because she was my first pick. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and she was among my top three picks. I I don't know if I've said that on the show. Yeah, you did. You have. Yeah, same here. I I I'm, like her so a lot. I'm not sharing both of your anger because. I haven't invested myself in this yet. I watched maybe one debate partially. I think they're a waste of time with so many people. It's it's ridiculous. They're they're like uh, to me that the debates are counterproductive. Um, well, I haven't watched them either. I, 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 I you know, and I, I actually think with with such a large field, it's ridiculous. And you know, people coming in and out, in and out. I mean, uh, Septac left the race yesterday i didn't even know he was in it you know i didn't either ridiculous this this is why this is why i I, you know like it's it's ridiculous people drop out of the presidential race i I never knew you were in i mean what are these people thinking paul patrick wonderful guy wonderful governor of massachusetts i know he was very popular there but where's he going Yeah. yeah i mean he got in too late I mean, you know, you, you can't you can't play this game where I'm going to wait, 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 and you know, I, I I like the people that put their 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 self on the line right at the like Klobuchar, like Harris, like uh, um, you know, Buttigieg. They they got right in it, okay, and uh, these latecomers are just trying to cash in on 
maybe the weakness of the field or something, but it's not going to work. I, yeah. I think some of these latecomers, and I do like Deval Patrick, but again, I think that this is this Deval Patrick and Bloomberg, not so much Tom Steyer, but <clears throat> I think that they jumped into the race because these are money guys. Deval Patrick is a money guy. He he is. I mean, he's got his he's got his. Um, I can't remember the hedge fund that he was a part of. But Bloomberg, I mean, they're afraid of Warren. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of what Warren is doing, and I I get that. But which which pisses me off too, because well, that, that is not what that is not what this party is supposed to be about. We're not the party of bankers. We're not the party of hedge funds. I mean, I don't have a problem with them, you know, going to big money donors and whatnot. But it just it, Warren does seem to um, concern those that are affiliate affiliated with with Wall Street. Um, and and I guess that's why I, I I'm just I'm pissed. I'm pissed because she was given a raw deal. Um, it, it's just there's it, she, she she was never given a fair shot in the media, quite honestly. And I don't like to pull that. I pull agree. that, you know, canard out all the time. I try to be fair about the media, but they literally, and please, everybody listening to this, this is my opinion. This is not Kenny's or Joe's. Um, way more coverage has been given to Pete Buttigieg over Kamala Harris. And and I even see, like, freaking Tulsi Gabbard on TV more than, than I saw, you know... It, it's yeah, absolutely. Just, you're, something you're not- is wrong with this because there was there was nothing wrong to me. There was nothing wrong with Kamala Harris's policies, her papers. People literally were bitching about that her campaign wasn't perfect, and I feel like, all right, well, we're really going to focus on that. Are we focusing on that when it comes to other people's campaigns? No. Yeah, there's there's double standard. I mean, look at look at Trump's campaign. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Yeah. Let's talk about perfect. Look at the look at that, that have a criminality and in corruption going on there. Nobody's going to have a perfect uh, a perfect uh, you know campaign. It's just yeah. it's impossible. You're going to make mistakes. I mean, we forget these people are human. They say things off the cuff sometimes that they don't think about you know there's there's gaffes i mean there was there was shit that went on in sanders campaign where there was literally you know there there was like sexual misconduct that went on it Mm -hmm. went reported it got reported and sanders addressed it and everything but i swear to god it just seems to me like uh, the the issues with um Come on, guys! Don't fight. Sorry, I got a cat standoff going on. <laughs> Things are still not perfect with Tennessee and Timby right now. It's okay, boys. Just let them pass. Timby, let them pass. Tennessee, if you walk slow enough, you'll be invisible. It's okay. <laughs> Tim, Tim, Timby, Timby, come here. Tim, Tim. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for diffusing. Um, uh, that was like that was like a a Harris a supporter going after a, a Sanders supporter there. Um, but, uh, but no, but you know, it seems to me uh, is that they were trying to, um, peg, uh, Kamala Harris as being, you know, um, you know, the way they painted Hillary Clinton is that she's an unlikable, mean woman. She's a shrew. 
You know, it really seemed like that the media the, the reports that were coming out were like, "Oh, she's just a difficult, mean woman." Mm-hmm. You know, they did the same to Klobuchar. Klobuchar. You remember yeah, but then, all those then, stories of Klobuchar being right. nasty to her staff, and oh my God, she she eats um, she eats her salad with a comb. Yes, that's I mean, oh right. My God. That was I when mean, Klobuchar was up in the polls, and they did that to her. They did that to Kamala, and they're trying to do that again with Warren. What do those three human beings have in common? They're women. Well, mm-hmm. here, here's another another thing: is that we, the Democratic Party takes too much advice from the Republican Party. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and and you, you you know what I mean. They oh, yeah. you know we have we listen to the pundits, we listen to the, the you know the the, um, the the people on television who claim to be, you know, the, 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 the experts. Experts, yeah. Yeah, they can see and and what happens is you know the Republicans tell us, oh, they're too far left. And then yep. we shake in our boots and say, oh, we're too far left. Well, we better and, and get he, over, over yeah. where they want us, you know, and let's stop taking advice from Republicans, yeah. okay? But, you know, it, in uh, uh, Trojan Rabbit pointed something out earlier, the thing, thing with Warren, that the media will not let go. Nobody's ever going to let it go. Um, but like Liz Cheney. Uh, tweeted out uh, as Trojan Rabbit aptly points out um, that uh, she, uh, you know, she's the war criminal's daughter, and uh, she, Liz Cheney, responded to somebody's tweet. Matt Visor says, "With Kamala Harris out, the debate stage in December at this point will be all white candidates uh, striking for a field that was historically large and historically diverse." Uh, you know, and it says, "Here's who is qualified." Liz Cheney fucking retweets. You forgot about Pocahontas. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. this 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 really pisses me off. They did this to Hillary. The day after. Yep. The day after the uh, the Hollywood tape came out, and Republicans were scrambling to wonder if they're going to dump Trump, right? Yeah. Heck, the Access Hollywood. The day after, the first tranche of Hillary's emails come off, and like a herd of buffalo chasing after uh, uh, some meat or, or whatever, they all all of a sudden, Access Hollywood was gone, and 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 they were just reading these emails. They were obsessed with these emails. Yeah. Every tranche that came out. Thanks, it was a Comey. headline in the New York Times. Yeah, it was. Well, it wasn't even Comey. It was the media. The, 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 well, I mean, later, later on. Oh, yeah, yeah later yeah. on. But what I'm saying is every tranche of emails came out. It was like, oh, embarrassing, embarrassing, embarrassing. They went out for days about stuff that's just routine communication between operatives that would be embarrassing if it got out of any campaign because people talk frankly, you know, about things when they're within the campaign and there's things you that aren't uh, illegal or, or anything but are, are embarrassing if you don't want you don't want them publicized and that's what was in those emails but they made it sound like these were some kind of some criminality going going on yeah. here and that's we all have... they talked about the last part of 2000 2016 was emails 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 and how embarrassing they were to Hillary Clinton 
We have a really big problem in this country. A really big problem. Because it seems like, and I don't like to lump it into just the media, but it seems to me as though unless you are the perfect non-white man, you are not going to get the nomination. Period. End of report. And I'm telling you, Barack Obama was about as close to being perfect as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to. He had to. You know that. You know that. Um, that old line of uh, Ginger Rogers could do what Fred Astaire did backwards in high heels. Yeah, that was Barack Obama. Uh, quite seriously. Mm-hmm. And and I am really just dis. I have a pit in my stomach tonight. It's not just because of Kamala Harris. It's not. Because when you turn around, you look at the fact that that Tulsi Gabbard, there are Republicans that are funding her campaign right now. Well, and thank you. Yeah, thank you, Hillary Clinton, for for helping her along, too. That was a dumb fucking move. She never should have said that shit. She it, it wasn't it wasn't But she's not running she, either. She wasn't I mean, yeah, she wasn't wrong, but it wasn't it wasn't right for her to say it. She should have stayed out of it. I'm just should, so she, sick of this. I'm so sick of this, guys. I'm I, I really am. It's it's not just Kamala. It's it's just this idea that again, I am speaking as a woman. I know that there are many many qualified white straight men out there that are qualified to be president. But I'm sick and tired of being told this is who I have to pick. I'm mm-hmm. sick of it. Oh, I agree. I, I agree. Uh, uh, you know, a thousand percent. You know, I mean, in in that, and to and a I certain degree, you, it goes. I'm it goes with at you. Please know that. I'm not. I'm fine. We're not. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm. And, and, I'm in and a to a certain today. degree, I mean, that's kind of how I felt too. Uh, like last time around. Where I, I was like, you know, I really, you know, I did get behind Bernie Sanders for a while, but when it, when it became Clinton, I, I bit my tongue and I was like, fine, it's Clinton. We'll go with legacy again. You know, yes. I, I, I yes. didn't want to go with a political legacy again. You know, I, I mean, uh, I'd feel differently if it was a political legacy with a lot less baggage. You know, she was given so much baggage because of her 30 years and, and you all knew Going back. Well, and when I say baggage, supporter. <laughs> and when I say baggage, I'm talking specifically about one thing that Republicans were able to use against her, which is her vote in Iraq. Trump was able to mm-hmm. lie and say he didn't support it uh, when he said he did. Uh, you yep. know, was able to go after her uh, on that, and of course, everybody went after. You know, you're not supposed you're supposed to leave people's family out, but what about Bill Clinton and the blowjob, and she protected a rapist, and you know, and all these lies and conspiracy theories, you know, and that was you know that was the the mo for for Republicans. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, I I didn't, um, I've never been a Hillary Clinton fan, uh, you know, for for running for office. I thought she was a fine secretary of state, uh, you know, but, uh, I, I, you know, but I got behind her, I got behind her and, you know, and I thought for sure, everybody thought for sure she was going to win, but she had just enough baggage to keep her away. Just enough baggage and, that people that, that, that and, and, and that bag in the baggage is too the conspiracy against her by the, by the, the vast right wing conspiracy. I don't think that you can ignore the fact that we had Russian interference in those three states. Absolutely, absolutely. That that's a I, you know, I, it. But 
I think if Comey. she didn't have that, yeah, and mm-hmm. James Comey. But you know, if we, if I think, it, I think Trump would have been looked at as a joke had she not been painted as such a villain for so many years. Trump, mm-hmm. Trump, you know, it's like, oh yeah, he likes to fire people, and I saw him on the TV, and he's great, he's rich. Let's, you know, but it's like, oh, well. He, oh, you men, you know, just when he, oh, it's locker room talk, all that shit. You know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a woman can say one little thing and it haunts her for the rest of her life, like Elizabeth Warren. Trump can say 8,000 fucking racist things. And it's like, oh, he's not a racist. He's got a Jewish son-in-law. How could he possibly racist? He's pointing at a black person right now and calling him as African-American. You know, I mean, just the most shallow... Mm, I, 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 there's a word that I keep wanting to say, and I'm not going to say it. Um, but you know, it's the shallow, stupid bullshit that that male candidates are allowed to get away with, unless you're a Democrat male, because you know the stuff that you know they're trying to pin on Biden right now. That's another thing too. I, Biden's not my favorite, but the bullshit they're trying to pin on him with Hunter and, and everything, you know, and trying and Lindsey Graham. Fuck you, Lindsey Graham. I hope you fall off a goddamn cliff. Um, you know, uh, sorry, I should stop saying things like that. Our TVs are being monitored by the FBI, apparently. Um, so, uh, but no, seriously, the shit that, that they're trying to level against, uh, Biden is peanuts compared to all the shit that, that went against, you know, that, that should have counted against Trump, but every fucking sin is a virtue for for Republicans, Every sin is a virtue. How the fuck did that happen in this upside down world? I mean, it's 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 just insane. It's just insane. The bar doesn't even exist anymore. It's been lowered into, you know, yeah. a black hole. It's gone. There is no bar anymore. It's just scumbaggery, uh, you know, with a with a fucking gold medal on it. You know, that's what it is. It's it's horrid. It's horrid. So anyway, um, everybody, I'm feeling hopeful for 2020. (laughs) (laughs) And we got to go to the break. I am am sorry for coming out so angry. I'm going to try to keep cool for the rest of the show, but I can't promise. I'm angry too. Yeah, I'm I'm angry too. I'm I'm super angry. You know, I mean, I, I wanted things to go way differently. And I understand people, certain people had reservations about Harris, but I don't think anything that she did was disqualifying. Um, so, oh, wait, no, she was born a woman and a woman of color. So oh, yeah, that's she that's was born with a pre existing condition, dudes. Bad news, yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, all right, let's go ahead and uh, run to the break. When we come back, we'll have uh, lots more to talk about and uh, some other things going on, some Republicans that are going bye bye, which is, is good, at least one that's going bye bye. and. Hopefully some that are going behind bars soon. We'll see. Uh, But I think uh, (laughs) we need to hear a song from Macaroni. You know what song it is. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Something's going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful.
play when you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work this is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hello, listener. I have a very special offer for you today. 
Are you interested in listening to a group of middle-aged white people talk about geeky subjects once a week? Very refreshing and new, I know! Me and my friends at First Table Gaming enjoy having roundtable discussions on important and intelligent dumb shit. For example, why doesn't Magneto just use the Earth's molten core to put us all out of our collective misery? Can he even control lava? What is even in lava? How can anyone actually know what the core is made of? Does Wonder Woman have a favorite color? Find out more about this useless information by listening to the Lunatic Parade podcast. We stream every week. Catch us on Fridays at 10.15 or Saturdays at 7 Eastern Standard Time here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I'm worth It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., She of the Righteous Anger, which is... Well deserved, uh, and uh, but you know, unfortunate that we have to be so pissed off in an unjust world. Well, so I'm gonna say this calmly. See, I'm a little bit more calm right now, mm. but I just want people to keep in mind that some people have to work twice as hard as others to be on that stage, at least twice. At least twice as hard. Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, The Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right. All right. Well, I, I, I want to play um, this. Uh, I've got a couple. I want to I start with some Trump audio tonight uh, because he's a fucking idiot. Uh, and, and just in case you guys didn't know, Trump's an idiot. No shit. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, in case you guys were curious about what what the the racist birther reality TV star game show host failure of a businessman who's scared to release his taxes, who's deeply entwined with Russia and doing their bidding. In case you were wondering, um, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, and 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 I have a great clip here. I have a great clip here from um, one world leader smacking down somebody who shouldn't be a world leader. And that's uh, uh, Macron from France met with Trump. Uh, and uh, Fat Donnie decided to do what he likes to do, and that's A, lie, and B, make tasteless jokes. And veiled threats. And um, Macron, uh, Trump was being asked about ISIS in Syria, and uh, and he just, he went on to start telling lies about where the most most of the ISIS fighters are coming from. And uh, he decided to make a little wisecrack at Macron. Macron wasn't fucking having it. So listen to this. Mr. President, has France committed to step up when it comes to taking back foreign fighters in Syria? Well, I haven't asked that to the president today. I have over the period of time. We have uh, a tremendous amount of captured fighters, ISIS fighters, over in Syria. And uh, they're all under lock and key. But many are from France, many are from Germany, many are from UK. They're mostly from Europe. And some of the countries are agreeing. I have not spoken to the president about that. Uh, would you like some nice ISIS fighters? Yeah, I can give them to you. Can take, you can take everyone you want. Let's be serious. Uh, a very large number of fighters you have on the ground are the fighters coming from Syria, from Iraq, and the region. It is true that you have foreign fighters coming from Europe, but this is a tiny minority of the overall problem we have in the region. And I think number one priority, because it's not yet finished, is to get rid of ISIS and the terrorist groups. This is our number one priority. And it's not yet done. I'm sorry to say that. Yes, you still have fighters in this region, in Syria and now in Iraq, and more and more. And the whole destabilization of the region makes the situation more difficult to fix the situation against ISIS. Yeah, so if you didn't catch it, Trump said, oh, would you like some nice ISIS fighters? You can have all you want. Macron's like, let's be serious. This isn't something to fucking joke about. It's not. And also, uh, hey, hey, fat boy, you might want to talk to Putin about the ISIS fighters because most of them come from Russia. Fun fact, kids. Most people, most, most of people fighting with ISIS in Syria come from Russia. 
I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, foreign fighters. I will admit that. Foreign fighters, the majority of foreign fighters in, in Syria who join up with ISIS come from Russia. The, 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 um, the fact that he made a joke... I, I love that Macron said, let's be serious, but it wasn't just that. He also went on to explain why it's a really serious situation. He's a goddamn embarrassment. And that's an understatement. You don't joke about one of the biggest global threats, which, next to climate change, could be ISIS. I don't think that's an unfair statement to make, is it? No. He makes a joke about it. Hi, you want some of them? I'll wrap them up with the bow. It's Christmas. We're allowed to say Christmas. I'll give you... What the... Okay. I'm sorry. Thousands of fighters from Russia and hundreds from Indonesia and Tajikistan have joined. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you. Thousands. So I'm looking to see where are they on this graph. I, Does I he saw, think I, that he's being cute? I think so. That, I, I, that dude wasn't cute even when he was born. No. Never. So, um, uh, I, I could, I might be wrong. I might be wrong with that, but, um, I saw, uh, I wish I, I wish I would have saved the link, but there was a link that had, uh, yeah, there was a link that had, uh, the, the top, the, the biggest amount were coming from Russia. So, but there are thousands, there are thousands at the very least coming from Russia. But do you ever hear any Republican, any Trump administration official, Trump himself ever mention the ISIS fighters that are coming from Russia? Never. No, the thing is, is he always mentions how so many of them are from Europe. And I am, I, I will say this confidently that most ISIS members are not from Europe. There are members who have been radicalized that are of European descent, but they're not European. And it seems to me that every time he goes to one of these events, whatever, he always talks about the ISIS fighters and how he wants to throw them back into Europe, which seems like that's doing Putin's bidding to undermine Europe. Yeah, absolutely. No, no I, absolutely, absolutely. I'm sorry. I was uh, for the delayed response. I was, uh, I was just typing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Joe. Well, what about you? Well, take this back to what we were talking about in the first segment. Um, this is why we all agreed long ago at the beginning of the year when this whole campaign started that the most important thing here is that we get rid of Donald Trump because the most important danger to our democracy and to our world is probably not climate change and it's probably not ISIS. It's probably Donald Trump. Oh my God. And the idea we should get back to, and maybe it'll take a little edge off your anger tonight, is that whoever, other than Tulsi Gabbard, whoever becomes the 
the eventual nominee. We we can't have these these infightings and these bitterness that we had last time. It it has to be unified because this is just an example. What he's doing over there with NATO, what he the way he embarrasses us with Macron, with his childish remark about ISIS, and I'll I'll give you all you want. You know, remember, keep focus, folks. We have to get rid of him. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to have a discussion about this maybe Friday or Tuesday. Because I oh, do yeah. agree with you, but I also disagree with you. Here we go. I found the graph. I found the graph. Uh, just go click on this and, and look and see if you can find a country who has more more than Russia. Number of fighters per capita per million people. Um uh, Russia has uh, 2,700. Um, uh, you know, you look at uh, Kazakhstan, 200, 200, 250. Uzbekistan, about 500. Um, oh, wow. They Russia has more than Saudi Arabia. Russia has more than Egypt, wow. than Libya, than Al Mar Algeria, Morocco. Uh, it, it, it's, it, they have almost double what France uh, UK wow. seven, 750 from the UK 2700 from, from Russia fucking uh, uh, unbelievable so so yeah so uh, well I don't under, okay so now I don't understand the Okay, so number of fighters per capita, per million people. I don't understand that. I don't understand what that means. Number of fighters per capita. Well, per million people. Well, according to this chart, Russia and Norway are tied. Oh, Norway? They're tied with Norway. Norway. It looks like, to me, that if you go by the per capita, per million population, which is a proportional way of looking at it. Oh, Not okay. as a number, but as a proportion of the population. Yeah. Belgium has the most yeah. nicest fighters. Holy okay. cow. Well, that's now that's proportionally. Now, you may be right when it comes to numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, Russia having more of a population than Belgium. Um but I'm, it's amazing per capita, per million people. Um, it's a proportional thing, yeah. But first of all, I, I, looking at this chart, I was unaware of any of these. I, I didn't think Australia had people or Luxembourg. <laughs> well, yeah, it does come down to it. Every damn country has extremists, right? Well, you know, you have a disaffected population in every country and they're oh prone i see to, okay they're prone to be swayed you know uh, by membership in something they feel is uh, like camaraderie okay whether it's a gang in california in mm -hmm. los angeles or whether it's a isis you know or whether it's a white supremacist group in america i mean Disaffected people are prone to to being taken in and finding another family 
where they feel comfortable. Yeah. But it does so come I'm down not, to I'm this. Not, mm-hmm. Trump never, ever speaks of Dash, ICE, whatever we're going to call them these days. I don't care. He never speaks about the fighters who started in Syria or the ones that clearly now are... I didn't know this about Russia. Russia well, there's, he doesn't talk the, about Australia. He, doesn't, yeah, he only per, talks about yeah. sending ISIS fighters back to European mm-hmm. countries. See, now I understand the per capita because I didn't scroll down and see the... the, the uh, because I, I was reading the number, number of fighters per capita with the map, not... I, I didn't see the, the graphics for the per capita. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you, you just as many per capita are coming from uh, Russia as they are from the UK. So, but, you know, the, the the point here is is that he's got this boner for uh, uh, Europe, and that's a right wing thing. That's that's a right wing thing, you know. Yeah, that that's been a right wing talking point for generations, you know, Europe. Oh, the French, you know, and all this this stuff, you know, freedom fries and all this stuff because they didn't, they were smart enough not to get involved in Iraq, um, you know, all all these things, um, you know, are are old. They're old right wing tropes. Europe, Europe's all our pro- is our problem, you know. Uh, uh, but you know what, Joe? The thing is, is that you are definitely correct about that. But the problem is, the way I'm seeing it, is that these right-wing tropes have now been co-opted as Russia propaganda to further alienate the United States from our NATO allies. It's it's gotten worse. Well, it has because I mean I hope that makes sense. Like yeah, it I think has, it's being weaponized by the Russia propaganda machine and RT and you know and Fox News. To be honest with you, well, we've always been prone to this. If you if you recall, this hero worship of of uh, Putin goes back to the first Obama administration. Oh yeah, I mean, where they they hated, they, they hated Obama so much. Yeah, that that Putin being the the foil was their hero because the Absolutely. enemy of my enemy is my friend. So this this thing about Putin and Putin praising has reached its pinnacle with Trump because because Trump, you know, is is crazy and is a total personification of what the Republicans always were. They hated Obama so much that they made a hero out of Putin even during Obama's administration long oh, yeah. before Trump became a, a candidate <laughs> so this is nothing new for them this no. is just an exaggeration would you because, agree though that it's gotten far more dangerous sure because, sure I mean, because, because it, of Trump it was a Trump now, and a mem then but now it's literally affecting because, our security our country and our democracy I think be, it's because Trump became president, and he, and he now personifies the hatred that the Republican Party has for, let, let's face it, liberals, okay, yeah. or liberalism. They hate liberal democracy. Small L has nothing to do with left right. Liberal sure. democracy meaning mm-hmm. NATO, meaning the coalitions we made up after World War II, okay, uh, 
so they hate liberal democracy. They hate liberalism so much. They saw Obama, who I never did, as a liberal. I always saw him as a moderate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, they saw him as a liberal, and they hated liberals so much what that happened, what's the anti-liberal? What happened Russia. when they loved small-l liberalism when it came to Reagan? And that is a really serious question. Oh, it, that oh. died. That well, died hard. Sure. 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 The, the, it yeah. died with their hatred of Obama, hatred of liberals. I think it died. And, I think it died before Reagan died. I think it died before Reagan died. Honestly, oh yeah. I I, I yeah. think that you know the, the the their embrace of the the batshit evangelicals that that goes on to this day. Yeah, the even, moral majority. Yeah. Yeah. Even through all of the scandals and disgusting things that have happened with these mega church assholes and all the you know the swaggerts and the bakers and and all these people and they're all still in the tank no matter what happened to them they're still pushing they're still pushing you know jim baker that fucking disgrace is still a trump cultist and then has that asshole rick wiles on his show who talks about the jew coup against uh, 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 uh that we played uh, last week um insane insane but uh, I think you're right, Jill. Uh, I mean, uh, it it became the 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 death of uh, Reagan era, you know, liberalism, small L, like you say. Uh, you know, it, it's become it, it has become like a caricature, a parody of you know what this party is. It, it's just like. You know, now anything that isn't worship of Donald Trump is communism. You know? And even when you see something, you know, and then they're like, oh, well, Antifa, they're they're the real fascists, but they're anti-fascists. You know? Uh, You know? The Unite the Right rally, those, that was all a bunch of liberals that went under the banner Unite the Right. I mean, you cannot fucking, you know, uh, uh, you can't even reason with these people. They're so far in this caricature of a cult of a political party now that, you know, you, you, you have the, who are their p- most powerful leaders at this point? People like Devin Nunes, which we'll talk about later and Jim Jordan, you know, protector of pedophiles, you know, and Lindsey Graham who, you know, Lost his best friend is looking, you know, to you know, looking for, for the next best, best new best friend. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking <laughs> Let pathetic. Let me tell you about and my best John, John friend, John Kennedy. John Kennedy. Oh, is, uh, oh he's a piece of trash. Uh, really? I mean, I mean, so who's the anti-liberal? Putin. Yeah. Yeah. So who's who's their hero? The the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's their slogan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Putin is the enemy of their enemy. Yeah, that and Kennedy. Is Kennedy liberal democracies in, in Western Europe, liberals in the United States, are the are the antithesis of antithesis of Vladimir Putin. Yeah, Kennedy so Vladimir makes Putin in a weird yeah. way is an an ally of the John Kennedys of the world. Oh, he's their president uh, essentially. Absolutely. So, and it's no it's not no wonder to me. I saw it starting with Obama. They hated yeah. Obama so much that they, that every time Obama came into came into a clash with Putin, they made Putin into some kind of a, a strong. Look, he's strong. Oh yeah, he's making Obama look weak. I remember this weak. back in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, yeah. two thousand thirteen. 
this has been going on for a long time. It yeah. just personified itself. Yeah, and you know, you're right because they also they also as I'm thinking about this, they 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 mocked Obama for not being strong. They would say, "Oh, shame on him from leading from behind and all this yes, other crap." Yes, but look at Putin. Putin does what he wants. You know, yeah. he's a strong leader. We should have a leader like Putin. Well, they used to be wait, saying wait, this yeah. back back in the early two twenty, like I said, two thousand thirteen, yeah. fourteen. We're in a bad place. Yeah. Well, we got to go to the break. Um, uh, but when we come back, uh, I got one more. Trump clip that we didn't have time to, to play and, and it's just what you know can can you fucking try and speak like a human is Melania brushing you up on your English because something's going on here um, be best yeah anyway we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this turn up the night with Kenny Pick so new and different it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition KennyPick.com this is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. I know words, I have the best words. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer computer computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. And welcome back to the first episode of December 2019, December 3rd. Oh my God, it's here already, folks. Um, uh, Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, Worldwide Radio for Humans. And of course, welcome back. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Ain't no party like a Scranton party. And I'm human. And he's human. He's human. So, uh, and uh, of course, uh, Rain, also fellow human. Uh, sorry, I'm saying that like Bernie said, human. Um, Bernie said, <laughs> uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Swamp. Welcome back. I am very, very human, totally human. And I'm ready to have a revolution in my pants. So human. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sorry there we about go. That. that was really That's inappropriate. Right. That wasn't bad. The revolution will not be in my pants. Okay. Well, it might, it might be in Bernie Sanders. Show. Sanders. Pantaloons. 
so, all right, here we go. Uh, uh, Donald John Trump, the uh, dumbest president in all of history. Dumbest and dangerous. Uh, yeah, most dangerous. Uh, yeah, because stupid doesn't make safe. Um, it, Trump was in Afghanistan speaking in front of uh, our armed forces serving there who might possibly have, you know, might be having their very last Thanksgiving. God only knows. Um, the universe only knows. Uh, and they probably know a lot of uh, people, or, at least, you know, maybe not a lot, you know, but they probably know of someone who served alongside them or served in another uh, branch of the military or, or whatnot, or had a family member who died in a previous conflict or something like that, who will never, ever, ever have a Thanksgiving again. Um, but Fat Donnie didn't, you know, while he spoke uh, to, to our, our men and women in uniform, um, we, were, we were immensely proud of, not necessarily the decisions of the politicians who put them where they are, but uh, we we admire their dedication to our country, and uh, in their the, the oath that they take when they put that uniform on and do their training and everything. Uh, Trump decided to uh, make the you know part of his speech to them about himself. Poor little fat Donnie didn't get enough to eat. No shit, Trump claimed he didn't get enough to eat and he spoke about it like somebody uh, again like like you know uh, somebody uh, who has the best words the best words I had no words i had the best words listen to this just nonsense i then got down i sat down i had a gorgeous piece of turkey and i was all set to go and i had some of the mashed potatoes and i had a bite of mashed potatoes and I never got to the turkey because General Milley said, come on over, sir, let's take some pictures. I never got to my turkey. It's the first time in Thanksgiving that I've never had anything called turkey. What? 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 He said this? He said... It's the first time in Thanksgiving that I've never had anything called turkey. It's the first time in Thanksgiving I've never had a thing called uh, a thing called turkey? Is that what he said? It's the first time in Thanksgiving that I've never had anything called turkey. I've never had anything called turkey. The first time in Thanksgiving, I've never had anything called turkey. Okay, just, just uh, you know, so if you want to go and do some petty whining, uh, the correct way to say that is, hey, it's the first Thanksgiving, I didn't have any turkey. The first time in Thanksgiving, I didn't have anything called turkey. He is... He had a stroke, didn't he? I think so. Because he's gotten... I, I know... I know. I'm pretty sure I'm going to feel Joe's eye roll. I know I've said this, but he has gotten worse. And he has gotten worse since his mysterious trip to Walter Reed. Um, <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I, I think I, I'm not going to disagree, uh, Joe. Uh, what, what, here, here, one time for Joe. It's the first time in Thanksgiving that I've never had anything called turkey. Um, my eyes are not rolling. Oh, okay. In fact, there was a. Uh, I love you, Joe. You're like my uncle. <laughs> I'm Uncle Joe. You're my smart uncle. <laughs> but if 
I did read an article. I think it was in Post or the New York Times. Some psychiatrist did say that um, his recent slurring and everything is uh, starting to be worrisome. And there should be a, a, a psychological or a neurological workup. Who knows? It's very possible there was one. They have a trauma unit in the White House. <laughs> I know, I know, and and he didn't wear a tie to the hospital, so that's that's a giveaway that everybody well, wanted to see his beautiful chest. Beautiful chest. Oh, 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 that was. Oh, yeah. I, that was that was rough. I mean, he's literally whining when just okay. Aside from aside from the fact that he could have had turkey any time. Once he got on back onto Air Force One, they have an entire kitchen there. Yeah. That it, he I, had I, turkey. He had probably an entire turkey. And and also, I know you know these uh, people are not at home with their families on Thanksgiving, and he's whining about the fact that he couldn't eat turkey. I only had a little bite of mashed potato. I didn't have anything called turkey. First time in Thanksgiving. And the whole reason, again, see, I know I'm probably being too logical and I am kind of still hot tonight. The whole reason why he was supposed to go over there to, was it was Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan, was to thank the troops for their service. Um, not to be served dinner. I thought maybe the reason to go over there was to have a pity party. I thought it was to talk about all he's done for America because he said something that I thought nobody picked up on or should have got more press is that the America they're fighting for is much more worth fighting for than in past. Oh, I missed that. Oh, Jesus Christ. I really Christ. didn't pay that much attention. So, I was trying to have a lovely Thanksgiving yeah, weekend. Yeah. Well, it just brought to mind that, hell, uh, my uncle got killed. My father, my uncles were all in, in the Navy or Army during World War II. And I thought, and I'm sure, I know my father thought, that he was fighting for a pretty good country. But not a country you- as good as the one led by Trump. Do you remember? Well, isn't that the premise of the whole Make America Great Again thing? Oh, absolutely. And, Mm -hmm. you know. And thank you for your family service, Joe. And let's not forget how apoplectic the right was. When Michelle Obama said something as innocuous, it said, This is Uh the first time I'm really proud of my country. Yep. You know? And, you know, and, and completely bastardized and taken out of context what, you know, what she said. I don't even remember what it was now. They don't seem to care about it anymore because Make America Great Again was implying that America wasn't great. Um, and, you know, what Trump said over there is even more hor- I mean, you know, that's yeah. horrendous. That's horrendous what he said. And, you he know. did it in the in the context of talking about the economy, how great it was in the stock market. Now, he, now, mind you, he's in Afghanistan, standing in front of troops. Yeah, yeah they, they're really... War with their lives on the line, and they're worried about their 401ks, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, 
and he's talking about the great economy and he says so he said you could be proud that you're you're fighting for a better country now and i'm thinking better than what better than when the stock market was at 24,000 or 25,000 he means himself that's all all he means is himself sure i know you know. know and the speech was all about himself not about them not about what they were doing not about their service to our country. Not about their sacrifice on Thanksgiving Day. No, none of that was part of his speech. It was all about what he did to make America a better country to defend. You know, uh, this is this is the thing. This is the thing about this guy. Is that everybody knows somebody like him. That no matter what the subject is. I, I, I work with a person who is like this. Is that no matter the conversation that is going on. This person will interject themselves into it and make it about themselves. We all have known somebody like that, but he's the worst. He's like the the egomaniacal, narcissistic, you know, bomb from outer space. You know, that it's like, you know, boom, I'm here. Let's talk about me. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. An entire country being held captive by a narcissistic, sociopathological um, megalomaniac. I mean, Um, you're right. Everybody does know somebody like this. But the thing is, is if it's somebody who you work with, you get to go home. Yeah. If it's, you know, and I feel really badly. I've mentioned this before. I have a friend who took years to escape a marriage married to somebody like this. She disappeared. We, We thought we lost her forever. But she, she couldn't escape him. We are an entire country that cannot escape this man. And unfortunately, there's a large portion of this country that is just, I don't know, just kind of bowed down and given in to him. And just said, nodding yes, their heads, nodding their heads. Oh, tell us more. Oh, yeah, tell us more. Tell us more. Tell us more. I mean, there. you know, how could somebody be such a glutton for punishment? I mean... Okay, if you love his quote-unquote policies, which are few and far between, you know, uh, you know the the only ones that he really has in place, or you know, that that haven't failed, are pretty fucking mean spirited. Um, you know, I, I will, it, you know, I did talk to my nephew William, and um, the I will say that Trump has done one thing, one thing that I think is is right at least you know he helped you know he signed an executive order that waived um student debt for uh veterans and my nephew william is also getting uh some back pay for a disability like a prorated back pay or something like that um because he has ptsd um and so, so there, there, there's one thing, one thing I've heard of that actually had a positive out, outcome for somebody other than um, a, a huge corporation or a foreign power that's not our ally. You know, I, I mean, that's you know, so, so okay, you you can love his policies, but you can sit there in in with a straight face and say, yeah, it's it's totally cool that he's making it about himself when he's talking to, you know, people who are at putting their lives on the line. He can make it about himself about how he didn't get enough to eat and brag about the stock market. 
And you know what? The recession's still coming, Trump. Your fucking recession is still coming. Thanks to your trade wars. It's not going away. And if you guys heard, too, the retail apocalypse, holy shit, we haven't talked about this in weeks. Um, it, it's it, Bed Bath & Beyond, guys. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yep. hundreds more store closings, thousands, you know, across, you know, the, the spectrum of stores that are out there, the, the you know, variety of stores that, uh, retail stores that are out there. Trump's retail apocalypse, nobody talks about it. Business Insider, the only the, place. Some of the, some of the biggest food chains are starting to close their doors. Sure. Uno's, Chicago Uno's, just oh. closed their doors here. Uh, and I understand TGI Friday is in trouble. Yes. Um, around here, I don't know if you guys have Shoppers Grocery Stores. Shoppers Grocery Stores plan on closing down altogether, which is going to create food deserts. Yeah. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. something that people don't talk about. I mean, we retail retail is important, but food deserts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, we discussed that when we were talking about uh, the what is it, the Dollar Trees and or discount or no what Family Dollar. The Family Dollars are going to be closing down in urban and rural America, where you know that's going to create food deserts like crazy. But hey, people in people in urban settings, they can hop on public transit and go, you know, a, a mile or two out of the way, you know. It's true. You know, they can they, you know, they're they're you know, there's programs to ride public transit for free. But if you're out in BFE and you live in a town of a few hundred and that, you know, Fly family dollar, country. what's that? Flyover country. Yeah, yeah. If you're there, you know you're in Trump Trumpville. Um, you know what? What's your public transit look like there? You don't have it. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't have the the story in front of me, but I heard that he's also cutting SNAP benefits. Mm -hmm. No, yes, he is. Which directly affects. See, here's the thing, and I I know this is kind of running a little bit away from where we were going. It's fine in the conversation, but. SNAP benefits, it, it, there's a lot of people who consider themselves conservative and, and maybe even Trumpists who like to, to look look at the coasts, the West Coasts and the East Coast as mm -hmm. elitists. And I, I actually understand why. I do understand a good portion of why they do that. However, if you're living in frickin' Idaho... Or, you know, southern Ohio. Sure. Or western Pennsylvania. Uh, those SNAP benefits are really important. Yeah. And a lot of times you're the white, you're, a lot of times it's white, poor, conservative Republicans who really benefit off those. It's not the black people in the big center urban cities on the coast. Absolutely. This is something we've talked about a lot for many years on this mm -hmm. show. The, the people who are, are, you know, the quote-unquote welfare recipients, mostly white yeah, the folks. Cattle, you know, the Cadillac, the iPhone, you know, all that, all those lies. Uh-huh. He's cutting SNAP benefits from his own base. And I, I don't know what it's going to take to break that, you know, fever swamp. I, I don't know what it's going to take. Oh, uh, maybe Melania will look at something and point at it and, you know, point oh, to, you best. know. Yeah, maybe add a fifth Point peeler. 
add a fifth peeler to uh, be best after they put vaping in and she can look at it and point at it. You all saw that video, right? Oh, what was it? Her, her Christmas video. Melania's no. Christmas video? You didn't she, made see? A Christ- she made a Christmas video to show oh. the White House Christmas ornaments. Oh. Yes. And in the, the middle, I mean, it was, supposed to, it was supposed to, somebody in the chat put the YouTube in there. But right in the middle, she literally, on one of the Christmas trees, was um, some Scrabble tiles that just said, be best. Oh, my God. Really? I, I, I'll really? have to get that for Friday. Just, there's oh. no there's no words. There's, no. She no. just walks around like she's, I don't know, oh. at, at a jewelry, a jewelry store. Oh, so... She's looking at things and pointing at things. Yes. 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 There you go. Be like. Yes. Literally. Just. Oh, and no. She did a little bit more than that. She sprinkled fake snow on a branch of one of the Christmas trees. So I'm I'm going to, uh, you know, and, and also I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to buzz Adam Hebert, uh, mostly uh-huh. for making me laugh. Uh, but he said, let's face it, our first lady is basically a retarded Natasha Fatal. Well, Adam, Adam, we don't use that word around here. No. Um, I tried to ignore that. Yeah. Stop it. I think she's just mean. So, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's, um, wow, that's a cold breeze. Uh, <laughs> Susan just went to the cold room to get a pop, and I'm like, brr. Uh, but anyway. So, no, uh, Jay Collie, no red trees. They're all white. And hanging from the ceiling, it looks like um, paper stars that look like they could poke an eye out. Oh, well, she got that from from the movie Elf. Maybe she yeah, didn't get it because he made all those paper cutouts. You know what white Christmas trees look like? Conical white Christmas trees. You know what that looks like, right? <laughs> yeah. What clan yeah. hoods? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, which is you know that's that's a step up from last year's you know. Well, and don't they have? Didn't she have the red? um, The the, Handmaid's Tale Christmas was last year. Yes, the the the, uh, journey to the center of the earth. uh, Edgar Winter, um, not Edgar Winter. um, God, what's keyboardist from Yes? um, Rick Wakeman. Wakeman. But uh, yeah. but anyway, we, we got to go to the break. But yeah, did did you see there were ornaments that, that had the white White House on them, and it said the President's House? No, I missed that. Yeah, look uh, look for that. Look that up because she decided mm. to have ornaments made with the White House on them that says the President's House, because yeah. you know it's always been called the President's House, the White House, right, right, right. <laughs> Fucking so anyway sorry i just felt like buzzing at him for the thing but it did i i'm I not gonna lie it made me laugh when i saw it i don't like the r word but i've been tempted to use it from time to time and i shouldn't be um that's just how angry and and blinded with rage i get with with this stuff that's going on this nonsense <laughs> this stupidity so before we go to break yeah. i don't know if you saw i posted a link in the chat the Trump campaign congratulated Tulsi Gabbard after Harris ended her race. Yeah. And then... Um, Yay. Yeah, Kamala Harris... Uh, uh, well, Trump said, Too bad, we'll miss you, Kamala. 
Oh, yeah. And then Kamala Harris tweeted, don't worry, Mr. President, I'll see you at your trial. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll give her that. She's never she's never going to lose her Rex Kwando skills. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, let's go. We got the Green News Report coming up, uh, and uh, we'll do name-calling when we come back. Uh, I tried. I tested the phone lines again. They're still not working. I uninstalled Skype, reinstalled Skype, and I'm just going to have to... Uh, we, we're going to try something else. We're going to see if Rain and Joe updating Skype might help. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll so we'll try it again before Friday. But anyway, uh, Green News Report uh, for 12-3-2019 coming up right here. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com It's Tuesday, December 3, 2019. The point of no return is no longer over the horizon. It is in sight and hurtling towards us. UN Climate Summit kicks off as Bleak Report warns world on track for catastrophic warming. A different study finds dangerous planetary tipping points closer than predicted, plus... The Parker family was forced to spend the Thanksgiving holiday away from home after a petrochemical plant explosion forced them and more than 50,000 other people to evacuate. Happy holidays from the Texas petrochemical industry. All of that happiness and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. What is still lacking is political will political will to stop subsidies on fossil fuels. Did he say fossil fuels? Yes, he did. The other option is the path of hope. A path where more fossil fuels remain where they should be, in the ground. I like this UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, setting aside the fossil fuels for a moment... I have lost track of how many petrochemical explosions there have been in Texas in just the last year or two. Exactly. And it's mostly in Houston, where a mandatory evacuation order has been lifted in the town of Port Neches after a series of explosions at the TPC Group petrochemical refinery with a long history of violating environmental laws. Nearly 50,000 people were forced to evacuate their homes over the Thanksgiving holiday after multiple explosions last week literally blew off doors and windows of homes and generated massive clouds of toxic black smoke. As we go to air, the cause remains unknown, but the facility is still burning and county officials say air quality remains within legal limits. Mm -hmm. It's the latest in a series of dangerous and deadly explosions in Texas petrochemical corridor this year. Now, if I remember, didn't Republican Governor Greg Abbott, when he came to office, sign some rules making it easier for these petrochemicals to be kept a secret from the public? Yes, he did. And even more importantly, the latest explosion occurred less than a week after the Trump Environmental Protection Agency rescinded Obama-era chemical safety rules that had been put in place after the deadly West Texas fertilizer explosion in 2013. That rescinded 
supposed rule would have helped prevent such dangerous chemical explosions and would have protected first responders and the nearly 180 million Americans who live near such facilities. I say we move these facilities outside the governor's mansion and the White House instead of outside our kids' high schools and retirement homes. Meanwhile, in Madrid, Spain, the 2019 United Nations Climate Change Conference is now underway for the next round of international negotiations to forge a comprehensive global pact under the Paris Climate Agreement, in which all nations have agreed to cut the greenhouse gas emissions that cause dangerous man-made climate change. This year's summit is intended for nations to ratchet up their ambitions in accordance with their capabilities and to hammer out technical mechanisms of reporting and finance. Not surprisingly, President Trump, a climate science denier, is not attending the climate summit. Trump's withdrawal of the U.S. from the U.N. Paris Climate Agreement isn't official until the day after the presidential election in 2020. So Trump staffers are in Madrid to help influence the negotiations. Yeah, I think they sent some senior diplomat or something from the State Department instead of, you know, the president of the United States. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is leading a delegation of House Democrats. Oh, she went. Yep, to reassure other nations that Congress remains committed to the Paris Agreement's goals. The summit coincides with two disturbing new studies. The annual UN Emissions Gap Report has found that nations' current emissions cuts are insufficient, and it warns that currently the world is on pace to warm a catastrophic 4 degrees Celsius by 2100. Jesus. A second report in the journal Nature warns that humanity is now closer than ever to triggering dangerous planetary tipping points sooner than forecast, like irreversible melting of ice sheets and acidifying oceans. In his speech opening the summit, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres rebuked the world's biggest emitters for not doing enough to cut their emissions and noted that we have almost all of the technical tools we need to make reductions, except for one thing. What is still lacking is political will. While Guterres noted what he called signs of hope, he also warned humanity is in a deep hole and still digging, and the world is rapidly approaching a point of no return. By the end of the coming decades, we will be on one of two paths. One is the path of surrender, where we have sleepwalked past the point of no return, jeopardizing the health and safety of everyone on this planet. Do we really want to be remembered as the generation that buried its head in the sand, that fiddled while the planet burned? Apparently so. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. is Indy Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? 
at IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. It's the first time in Thanksgiving that I've never had anything called turkey. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the first time in Thanksgiving that I've never had anything called turkey. Called turkey. Anything called turkey. Anything called turkey. What is that even anything? No, I don't know. I just... Uh, <laughs> I I mean, you know what person talks like that? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go on to say, you know, turkey. It's a bird. I pardoned a bird. I pardoned two birds, turkey. Turkey's turkey. a food that they make in Thanksgiving Day around the world in America. You know, I mean, <laughs> what? What? Shut Fuck. up. He needs to shut, yeah. shut up. So, um, anyway, welcome back to the show. Of course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi. Righteously eh. angered. Yeah, yeah. Justifiably. I am so. triggered. Um, and uh, you are the trigger. Uh, uh, and you're, you're a hair trigger. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Uh, are you ready to do uh, some name calling in, out in the out in the clown car garage for us tonight, Joe? I, I am, I am, but um, my arm's a little sore. I got my booster shot for my shingles vaccine. Oh, oh. wow! Okay. Oh, it hurts! Oh. It hurts! I'm sorry. It hurts a lot. Oof. Yeah. That's probably worse than a tetanus shot. It hurts. It's an intramuscular shot. Yeah. She, really, she entered right into my muscle. It hurts. Hmm. Are you going to be able, so be I, okay to scroll through names? I'll do that. Yeah. All right. All right. Here's I your can do it with my left hand. He's okay. soldiering on, Ken. There you go. Here's your jingle. Go to Scranton with me. Big place. Where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, it's gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we can jam and joke your lives. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Ain't no party like a Scranton party, because a Scranton party don't stop. <laughs> All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There okay. We Here we go. Um, I'm going to give everybody a, a little breakfast treat. Oh, okay. That you sounds know, good. An egg, some form of egg. Sure. Oh, oh okay. Uh, you t- just tell okay. me if you want help. Uh, if not, you just roll with it. I always, always need help. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, but okay, Adam Hebert. Um, um, I thought I'd give him an eggnog to start uh, off. With. Oh, you might want to say that for somebody else because he he's a teetotaler, so we might want to give us. Uh, oh, he else is. How about a Japanese dish? Oh, okay. How about uh, ramen? Ramen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. no, I, I was uh, ramen with an egg. Yeah. With an egg. It has to be with an egg. Yeah. A lot of ramens with eggs, right? Delicious. Sorry to jump in. I could, I could have given him Kimi no Soyuzuk. Oh. <laughs> I think I said that wrong. Yeah. It's a Japanese dish. It's an egg yolk marinated in soy and mirin. 
eaten raw mm. as a topping on rice. How oh. about that for oh. Ed? Oh. I'd try it. Okay. And we have Bobbers here. You know, a good Bobber the eggnog. Maybe or do you have so. something better. Ken? Well, I, 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 Rain. How does Bob prefer his eggs? Um, he actually likes them over easy. Oh, okay. Because okay. he, he's a whore. Okay. <laughs> you just say, you just turn them over easy. That's all right. <laughs> I get it. Right. I get it. Okay. Okay. Say guy. Let's see. Uh, um, maybe uh, eggs Benedict for Say guy. Nice. Nice. It's his, birth- it's his birthday too. Well, <laughs> boy, you could get eggs Benedict and a special with egg a too. candle with a candle in it. Yes, that would be good. Because <laughs> eggs Benedict would hold up with a candle. That, that's sure. good. Yeah, yeah. Poach them, uh, right? Okay, Francie. I think uh, uh, I think maybe a Western omelet might be in order for Francie. Ah, uh, yes, because she's in Eastern Delaware. Okay, that's yeah. good. It's got enough okay, sass. Heather. It's got sass. Uh, Heather, uh, fab French toast. French toast. Ah. Yes. <laughs> I'm French. Why do you think I have this outrageous accent, you silly king? <laughs> okay, Jay Colley. Jay Colley. Um, let's say. Um, you know what? Um, I, I think uh, uh, for Jay Colley, uh, Gordon Ramsay's special scrambled eggs. If you've never had Gordon wow. Ramsay's scrambled eggs over toast, no. you ain't living. No. Really. Gordon Ramsay. Too. I don't know if Francie okay. likes the Western omelet. I, I hope. She now we said, have cat. Cat. Huh? Um, let's go with uh, let's go with a traditional, uh, uh, like a, 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 you know, traditional breakfast with a couple eggs, uh, over medium. Uh, steak. with steak with some, and eggs. Yeah, steak and eggs. Eggs over medium with some nice rye toast. Yes, and some thinly sliced steak. Yeah. Oh, I hope you like that. What do you like, Ken? You're oh, next. I, I, well, you know what? Um, I I really really enjoy eggs quite a bit. Um, but I, I'll do uh, for myself creamed eggs. It's creamed eggs over toast. I like that. Creamed like eggs that. over toast. Yeah, you you make your roux and you make a white gravy with your uh, boiled egg whites in it, and then you crumble the yes. yolks over the top. It's delicious. Yes. Yes. And how about for your dad? Ken Senior. Uh, Ken Senior. Um, I- I'm gonna give him the same thing. Uh, it, well, well I- I'm gonna say, I have to say, uh, it, yeah, eggs over medium. Uh, with uh, Is it like steak with some ham, with some ham and some toast. And you know what? Sausage, sausage. Uh, 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 uh I'm sorry, biscuits with sausage gravy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, he's got to watch that, though. He, you know, he had that bypass. He's got to be careful. He does. He does. Um, but he introduced me to that as a child. Took me to a diner in Kentucky when I was a little kid, and um, they gave that to me. And I was like, from then on out, I'd go into a restaurant and say, "You got any biscuits for sale in there?" With uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's got to net be with you know, it can't just be biscuits. It's got to have uh, you know. Now with our famous hot gravy. Yeah. Hot so. gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, myself, uh, I I like uh, I like cheese omelets. Ah, cheese omelets are good. Mm-hmm. You cheese like omelets, any yeah. onion or mushroom thrown in there? Yeah, you could throw a ch- uh, mushroom and onion. Yeah, tomato. sure, sure. You could throw anything, right. except I don't like meat. 
in an yeah. island. That's all. Gotcha. Um, okay. Presnet. Presnet. Pres- well, let smoked, me think. Smoked eggs? Sm- I've never had smoked eggs before. Oh, well, there you go. What? Uh, uh, oh, how about, oh, how about pickled eggs? Pickled egg, beet pickled Pickle, eggs. Okay, we could go there. Pickled eggs. Pickled uh, eggs. Are we going with beet pickled eggs yeah. or dill pickled eggs? Beet well, pickled you're eggs. next, so you could have your choice. Oh, I'm not going with the egg. I'm not. Oh. I'm going with quiche lorraine. Oh, quiche lorraine. Oh, nice. nice. How about scooter cans? Scooter cans. Uh, let's see. We'll give uh, scooter cans... Um, uh oh boy, we're, I'm running out of egg dishes here. I know there's there's a lot. How about a frittata? A, a frittata. Fr- there we go. There we go. Yeah, I like it. I've got some. I've got some egg dishes. If you want me to help out. Yeah, yeah, do okay. do. Okay. But a, a frittata is is good because it's an Italian dish, mm-hmm. and I like frittata. So okay, so we'll give scooter cans a frittata. Theo. Well, Theo, if you don't have one ready, Rain, I would say uh, a nice. Uh, um, maybe a strawberry and cream cheese crepe. Ooh, that's good. Nice. nice. That's good. Although you can go with the crepe with um, creme fraiche creme and fresh. scrambled eggs. Yeah, creme fraiche is good. Creme fraiche and scrambled eggs wrapped Ooh. inside the crepe. Oh. With a nice with a nice hollandaise sauce. Mm. Now here I got I got one for Tim Coromal because I like these eggs in a basket. Oh, <laughs> is that when you put the hole in the toast? Yes, and, yes. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, you can't fool a master cook. No. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> yes. And yeah. finally, last but not least, Trojan Rabbit. Oh, no, we'll give him. Uh, I some, got. Okay, go 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 with Trojan Rabbit. There you go. He's got to be the deviled egg. I was going to say deviled oh, eggs. Yes. See? I was going with deviled eggs, too. Rain, great minds. Great yes. minds. Yes. yes. We were. I was going with deviled eggs for Trojan. And that's it. Everybody got eggs. Uh, I was. Everybody. Yeah. Enjoy there your, we go. I was. Breakfast. And we have a uh, uh, birthday. Yeah. Well, you know, I was oh, honestly going to pick something out of the Book of Armaments for uh, for Trojan Rabbit. Consult the Book of Armaments. Armaments, <laughs> chapter two, verses nine to twenty-one. And Saint Attila raised the hand grenade up on high, saying, "O Lord, bless this thy hand grenade, that with it thou mayst blow thine enemies to tiny bits in thy mercy." And the Lord did grin. And the people did feast upon the lambs and sloths and carp and anchovies and orangutans and breakfast cereals and fruit bats and large. Give a bit, brother. And the Lord spake, saying, First shalt thou take out the holy pin, then shalt thou count to three. No more, no less. Three shall be the number thou shalt count, and the number of the counting shall be three. Four. Shalt thou not count, neither count thou two, excepting that thou then proceed to three. <laughs> Five is right out. <laughs> Once right the number out. three, being the third number be reached, then lobbest thou thy holy hand grenade of Antioch towards thy foe, who being not in my sight, shall snuff it. <laughs> no, Amen. 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 Right. One, two, five. Three, sir. 
Yeah, I was going to say fruit bad eggs for uh, um, Trojan Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, so good stuff. All right, thank you for for the help there. And uh, I was just talking deviled eggs with one of my coworkers today and told her all about the time I made buffalo chicken deviled eggs, which were amazing. Pickled? Deviled. Deviled? Did I say pickled? I meant deviled. I like deviled eggs. Do you know what's delicious when you have hmm. deviled eggs with pickled eggs inside them? Oh, yeah, I bet. How do you do that? Just chop them up. You just, chop you them just up. Just gotta blow your mind and trust me. Well, you could make you could m- make pickled eggs and then devil them. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. you go. But you know the the yolks might be a little firmer, but you could still cream it up pretty good. Um, oh, Tim! Tim loves eggs in a basket, so I picked a good one for Tim. Excellent. I'm surprised Excellent. we didn't have egg salad. The next time Tim comes oh. comes to Scranton, we're going to go out for eggs in a basket. Well, you know what? Michelle was on earlier. Let's say she ha- she can have an egg salad sandwich. Yes. Okay. So, there we go. Uh, I'll give him an ostrich egg. <laughs> That's big of you. I know. It's, it's big egg. <laughs> Uh, I've seen people cook ostrich eggs and it's crazy. And apparently they taste just like chicken eggs. So, but I heard they taste like frog legs, but really, I haven't heard that. I'm making that up because I've I've heard people tell me that frog legs taste like chicken. I've had some frog legs that taste, uh, similar to chicken, but there's definitely a fishiness to them. But, uh, most frog legs that you can get in, um, more inexpensive Asian restaurants are not worth your time. Don't eat them. They're gross. One of the sickest cartoons I saw was uh, a restaurant scene with uh, frog eggs on the menu. Oh. Right? Two people were at a table and Wait, they had frog, frog legs. eggs or legs? Frog legs okay. on the menu. And, and it showed coming out of a kitchen a little frog in a, in a wheelchair with no legs. Oh, good God. Mm-hmm. For real? Yes, it was a cartoon I saw. A long See, time I, ago. I, it's something I think that might have been a Gan Wilson cartoon or something like that. And there was like a frog that had a cup that didn't have its legs. It was on like a little box with wheels on it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, holding out the cup, and it was outside a French restaurant. So, uh, no, that was different, but that's the same. Yeah, same theme. Mine it was uh, he was coming out of the kitchen. That's that's really dark. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like they did the surgery back there. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, Side Guy says I've had buffalo style frog legs and they were not bad. You'd have to do buffalo style if they're a lower quality because the lower quality frog legs have a real funk to them, and it's not like a fish funk either. It's just gross. Um, but uh, anyway. Uh, but you can get real good frog legs. I had one, had them one time at this fancy restaurant in Colorado, and they were huge. And apparently they were from Bangladesh, but they were like these huge frog legs. So, um, but anyway, let's go ahead and uh, and uh, get to the name calling. And Cat says that's a Far Side cartoon. Yeah, I think I that that's right. Not Gay and Wilson. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, so I I have the one. Uh, here, I'm going to post it for you. Okay, cool. But I found it, yeah. So, uh, so Actually, anyway. The, huh? the frog's on a little 
little cart with the two, you know, weights pushing yeah. it. <laughs> I'll look for So, what are our birthdays? Psy Guy. And do we have. Adam Hebert. Psy Guy and Adam Hebert, right? Yeah. Psy Guy and, and Adam, Adam Hebert. I don't know if there's any yeah. more um, other than that, but. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's do this right. Um, here, let me let me do. Uh, uh, yeah, here we go. Okay, we'll 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 do do it right here. So um, here is your birthday boners for Adam and um, Psy Guy. Psy Guy's my neighbor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Psy so. Guy. Yeah, yes. Adam and Cy, I, I just said it. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't saying the wrong name, because sometimes I do that. Uh, but Adam and Cy Guy, happy birthday, brothers. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Thank you, thank you all dear friends for coming to my birthday! Oh yeah, okay. That's the com- that's the comic I saw. <laughs> uh, Sam Gross, but yeah, happy birthday, guys! Uh, and I want to say, um, first of all, I know Adam can cook and Sai Guy can cook too because Sai Guy mm-hmm. made some great, um, great uh, uh, white chili at your guys' party, and Adam successfully yes. roasted his very first turkey whole bird all on his own and uh it was gorgeous i showed a picture of the bird uh last week and everybody was impressed adam i know you probably didn't get to hear it uh when you were at work but everybody was uh they they were duly impressed about your uh turkey cooking skills absolutely even even trump was impressed but he never had a thing oh, called turkey. God almighty. It's the first time in Thanksgiving that I've never had anything called turkey. Uh, and, he uh, never ate turkey. Can we just oh, be yeah. honest about this? Shut up! Oh my God, I don't care! Anyway, I need to... Sorry. He, 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 he never ate turkey. He only eats red meat. Thank he's you, Joe. And Processed. He, and he does it with ketchup. He and then he steak takes, that's he takes, well done. And then he puts ketchup on it. Ketchup. Doesn't eat turkey. Ketchup. Shut his pie hole. You have to be a, a total, a total simian to eat steak with, with ketchup. ketchup? Uh, with steak. With, okay. Oh. Here, here, here's the only red meat I will ever eat with ketchup. All right. Uh, there are two, two things. Preferably not on a burger. Honestly, I don't like ketchup on a burger, but if I get one at a fast food restaurant and it's got, you know, ketchup on it, I won't ask for no ketchup because I usually don't smother it in it. Um, I usually just prefer mustard, sometimes mayonnaise. Um, but uh, but mustard is my go-to for a burger because I just like the extra saltiness. It enhances the beefy flavor to me. Sometimes I don't have any condiment. 
but the sweetness the sweetness is unnecessary uh, and, you know but the only as a child I ate beef liver smothered in ketchup swimming in ketchup <laughs> no. really I was oh well my parents made me eat beef liver as a child and it was no, I horrible. Eat beef liver as a child too with uh, onions uh-huh. and uh, uh-huh. I'm glad I was raised Italian Oh, you well, are so lucky. They gave you <laughs> different organ meats, though. Yeah, uh, kidneys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you've... Yeah, Joe, don't, which, judge. don't which, judge. Kidneys are grosser to me than liver. Are you kidding? Kidneys, yes. when you when you cook them, when my aunt would cook kidneys, oh, it would smell like somebody pissed on the radiator. <laughs> and you ate them. You ate them. Uh, <laughs> the whole house. It smelled... I, honestly, honestly. I loved it when my my uma made liver, and oh, I don't God. eat liver anymore because first off, I'm not a really big fan of many of the offals because uh, gout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody's been able to cook them like my grandmother did. Wait, you have gout? No, I don't have gout, and I don't want gout. Oh, you I, won't get I gout. Eat. You won't eat get get gout from it, it's it's less of a consumption and more of a hereditary disease. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, my my father has gout, so. No, I always yeah. thought that eating the awful meats, like you know the. Oh, the they're super cookies. high. Yeah, yeah. Organ meats are very high in purines. Yeah. Yes. So. So, I'm not. I'm not knocking it, but I. Yeah. I used to love liver. Kidneys, not so much. I'm not well, I'm so much into eating anything that filters um, waste. I'm burgers. I like barbecue sauce. Oh. Yeah, it depends on the burger, but yeah, I could I could have some BBQ on a burger. Yeah, barbecue sauce is my go-to. A steak, I normally like a steak just the way it is. Yeah, yeah I don't really. Susan likes a one. I like a little a one. I like a little a one, but I just prefer it to be seasoned really well. And and you know, if yeah. it's a good cut, if it's a good cut, right. you know, just some seasoning, maybe finished with butter or something like that. Um, Sometimes I'll juice, but that's in its yeah. own its own juices. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, I you know, for for a steak, yeah, I mean, I I I mean, that's like you know, putting ketchup on steak is like putting oh. it's like putting that's mayonnaise the- on a pot roast. You know, I mean, what <laughs> you, you have to be heathen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Well, the thing is, is that. Well, Hans used to do that. Put ketchup I'm, on. I'm with I'm with Suze. I do like a little bit, and I don't, you know, I don't smother it. But no, when we get a when we get a good steak, you know, we grill it or we, um, you know, fry well, it steak up, steak sauce do does it. have a way of making certain things pop out of of a yes. of a decent steak. You know, so I do like to use a little a one. Yeah, but I also like my steak medium rare. Mm-hmm. I like the seasonings in it. It, it should be noted that Trump likes his steak well done, which is yes. leather. Is ruining it, and then he ruins it a second time by throwing ketchup on. Ketchup, it. yes. Even if he used it, something like yeah. what's, what's this here sauce, you know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got nothing, nothing against people that don't like bloody meat. If they, if you like your your steak well done, more power to you. I you know I do I'm a medium rare kind of guy, um, Me too. unless it's... I'm, I'm more of a, a medium, medium, yeah, just medium, yeah, yeah. And that's um, fine. Little, 
little I mean, pink inside. We're not, I don't think we're here to shame people's food choices. Except yeah, we're not. No, we Trump's, are. Trump's well, I mean, but, but I mean, you know, at least because there's something to be said for well done because well done kind of almost the more you cook something and if you do it well done and, and it well done, well, not well done shoe leather. If you do it well done properly, it really will enhance and bring out the essence of the beef if it's done right and it's seasoned. A London, well. bro- London broil. Yeah. Cooked yeah, slowly, well. slowly, slowly, slowly. Yeah. And if it's well done, could be good. Oh, I feel like we have a whole entire how to cook steak and how to cook beef show coming up. Oh yeah. Hey, there we go. Um so <laughs> And I have nothing against what's this here sauce. Uh, uh, what you call it? Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Uh, Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> that's not what well, Which yeah, and and that's the thing. A one. Yeah. A one has. Massachusetts. I think you call it Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. But <laughs> I do love uh, I call it Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, I call it Worcestershire sauce. But yeah, I I do. There's something magical about Worcestershire. Um, you it's know. The anchovy. Yeah, it's 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 got a yeah. I think so. I think so. You know, mixed with everything else that's in it. Um, it's it's really got in in a a one has that very similar bite to it that yes. I like. It's just mm-hmm. it's just thicker, you know, and and you know it's not, which is kind of a in an ingenious invention to get a Worcestershire style flavor to stick on to a steak a little bit better. Um, Don't even get me started on the HP sauce, people. I don't know if I've ever had HP. <gasps> Is it that British? Is that that British yes. sauce? Yes. Oh, I've had it. I've had it. They they have it at a. Um, it's kind of in a flat bottle with a red and yellow label. I think. Uh, it depends on the markets that you get it at. Yeah. Because where it's, we get it, it's the same sort of jar as A one, and it is amazing when you do like a cottage pie or a shepherd's pie. Oh, I'd have to try that, but I I tried it once and I did not enjoy it. I think it has. Does it have a lot of? Um, turmeric in it no no oh i'm thinking of heinz 57 or something something some kind of sauce has a lot of turmeric in it and i hate it hp so. sauce is house of parliamentary sauce i believe yeah and that's I like on every probably, table in england right yeah 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 it's it's yummy but all right well it's yeah. break time Ooh, food talk it is break you time put it on eggs too yes yeah sure yeah uh, get Steak your full full english breakfast uh, get your blood mm-hmm. pudding, so your mm. yeah. yes, full English breakfast with spotted dick. Spotted dick? No, spotted dick doesn't come with a full English breakfast. No, it doesn't. I just want it's to like say a that. white and white and black pudding. I think come with it, uh, which are organ grossness. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, all right. Yeah, I don't like anything that has a heavy taste. Oh, blood. <laughs> you know, like concentrated irony blood like liver you know gross so um i'm i'm like ret in that respect (laughs) so from go subscribe to good mythical morning uh but anyway uh we're gonna go ahead and take a break we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this the only time i think i've ever been able to understand myself was on turn up the night with kenny pick then things were really clear Lights out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 
Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. It's the first time in Thanksgiving that I've never had anything called turkey. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. And welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Steak and Eggs on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, of course, uh, uh, broadcasting worldwide on Indie Media Weekly, Radio for Humans, and joining me as always, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. I put a picture of the Hewlett Packard sauce in the. Uh, Um, (laughs) (laughs) was that going with cylon red and black ink yeah i think so no but you said you said tamarind right Uh, no um oh it's or did uh, you say tamarind Turmeric, turmeric, yeah. Yeah, it's tamarind that's in the tamarind. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. So So, I think um, uh, Heinz Fifty Seven, I think, has uh, turmeric, which I do not like. Uh, And Susan also said on the break that um, grape seed oil is what makes a one taste so yummy. In addition to the yeah, so. uh, But anyway, keep uh, it away from the dogs then. Yeah. Oh, bad grapeseed oil is bad for dogs. Grapes are bad for dogs. Oh, Any grape for, is oh. bad for dogs. That's good to Toxic. know. Toxic. So. Yep. So and, cho- and chocolate yep. and onions. Yeah. Yep. Well, onions. and onions are bad for cats. Garlic's bad for cats. Just about everything's bad for cats. So. Mostly, mostly. Just to clarify, raw mm-hmm. onions are really bad for dogs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They can get away with even though if they pick some of the cooked onions off the floor yeah the raw onions are terrible our kizzy years and years ago our kizzy she we didn't know this and um, yeah. i had a, a, a you know a sub sandwich well, and, and welcome back oh, rain from four freedoms blog in washington oh yeah i'm sorry i just went on okay. the rail finish finish your kizzy story <laughs> kizzy kizzy ate some of those you know there was it was an italian sub and she ate the oh that was ugly Oof. so was it she, was it she was okay. Yeah. She was thankfully she was okay, but we didn't realize yet. Well, no, it's no a, it was more. Well. It's more like internal yeah. organ damage. Yeah, she oh. was. She she was so, okay, yeah. but yeah, uh, raw onions are terrible for dogs. Yeah, mm. the best thing to do if you see them with an onion is get out the uh, peroxide. Mm-hmm. About five really? tablespoons of peroxide down their throat. That'll do it. Yeah. Oh boy. I didn't know that at the time. Kizzy was okay, but. Because she threw it up. 
she immediately threw it up. That's what the peroxide is for. <laughs> the peroxide is for throwing up. There you go. Look, food talk and pet talk. And yeah, pet talk. Barf, Keep pet your barf dogs talk. away yeah. from onions and grapes. Well, let's 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 move now to um uh I, I have this clip from Ari Melber from earlier today. He's talking with Katie Turr on MSNBC. Um, some new discoveries have been made, um, in uh in in the impeachment inquiry. Uh, the House released its report, and there is new information that we had not known before. And here is a little part of it. Part of that. One of the big questions here has always been, okay, are we going to get a readout of everything that we watched in those hearings? And prosecutors do that too, a summary. Or are we going to get new information today? Well, I could tell you we have new information, the kind of stuff that would be breaking news, blockbuster, front page stories. If it were a story, it's just coming from the government itself. I'm holding the, uh, according to the uh, Intelligence Committee's report, I'm holding newly released call logs of Rudy Giuliani in August with the White House and interestingly, Katie, with the Office of Management and Budget. What is Rudy Giuliani? Giuliani, the personal attorney uh, for the President of the United States, need to do with the Office of Management and Budget? Well, that goes to one of the central questions in this entire uh, alleged plot, which is, was Rudy Giuliani illicitly involved in extorting a favor from the Ukrainians? Yeah. Um, So, Office of uh, Management and Budget, that would be Kudlow, right? Yes. Oh, wait. I thought that was... No, he's the head of the Economic Council. Yeah, I thought that oh, was no, Mulvaney. No. It's Mulvaney. Is oh, Mulvaney. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I got that yeah, mixed yeah. up. Uh, but there were calls to Kudlow in there, too. Uh, the, the call logs we saw. And Lev Parnes. And... Oh, that's the... Huh? Big one. That's the big one. Lev oh, Parnes. that's... the Well, the real big one, though, Devin Nunes. Oh, yeah, well, I, I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking. It was the real big story here is the, the Devin Nunes to Liv Parnas calls. And why I bring that up is that that is at the center of a lawsuit that Nunes has against CNN. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's, he's <laughs> suing them for like $450 million. He must be. Oh. Go moo cow. He's suing them for $450 million for the report that he went to meet with. Uh, um, oh, oh, what was his name? Liv? I forget. No, no. That Liv arranged the meeting with the prosecutor and that he went to Europe in December of 18. But he did. Well, he he claims he never met with that prosecutor and that he never talked to Liv Parnas. Oh, isn't that neat? Now that and that's central in his in his lawsuit that he never that he denies ever going to meet with this uh, uh, with this prosecutor in Ukraine and that he never talked to Liv Parnas. Yeah, but there's phone records. Yes. Go ahead, Rand. So, yeah. No, that was oh. it. There's phone records now that he yeah. was literally on the phone with Lev Parnes, mm-hmm. and and I, I, I will admit I did not pay attention to it this afternoon because I was in grief. But yeah. it, it, Giuliani cl- called the OMB, headed by you know, what's his name? Uh, Mulvaney. 
The guy oh, who wears the stars and stripes shirt. Oh, what Trump's a dick bag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like the honestly, America feel fuck like, yeah shirt. You just I feel like um, Nunez's lawsuit might have been undercut by the fact that his committee's report. Um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. You see what? I, you see what? I'm, I don't know if you all know no where shit. I'm going with this, but <laughs> yeah. How does his lawsuit keep going, and how does he still stay on this committee? Uh, he's gonna have a better. He's gonna have a better luck trying to resue the fake cow. Seriously. Well, I, I think his CNN suit just went out the window with this. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> it's like, dude, he knew this is the thing we had. We had some information last week that, <clears throat> like we, like Joe mentioned, that he. It, Lev Parnes arranged the meeting with the mm-hmm. prosecutor over there in Europe. We knew that. Yeah. But now we're finding out um, he was in the room where it happened. Yeah. Like, he, he was literally right there all the time did, when did he you... was... Go ahead, on sitting. He was sitting next to Adam Schiff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, I'm you want, I mean, this is a conspiracy. This is a conspiracy. Oh, big one. And, big, big one. you know, is- but I, I would say uh, uh, his uh, his lawsuit dreams. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> but go ahead, Joe, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, th- that was the big revelation to me was that was that these people are up to their eyeballs in this thing, and they're sitting yeah. on these committees investigating. Yes. How could yes. he sit there? I, and how could the Democrats let him sit there? I don't know if they have the ability to kick him off the committee. Uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think Nancy Pelosi should be able to. Well, I don't know, but here's the thing. He should be referred for an ethics investigation, again? just like the last again. Yeah, but this time it'll be under the Democrats. But here's the thing: here's what's bothering me about this whole thing. Let's go to thirty thousand feet again. Why are the Democrats in such a hurry to, with these articles? Why don't there's too many loose ends here? Mm-hmm. Way too many. They should reopen the hearings and bring these people in. Why aren't they talking to Parnas? He has begged them. His lawyers has begged them. He said, yeah, now you know. He said today, now you know there were calls between him and Nunes and him and Giuliani. But we're willing to come in and tell you what they said on those calls. We'll fill it in for you. What's, what is it with, with, with Schiff that he won't extend these hearings? Adam Schiff has not said that he won't extend the hearings. Well, he better bring Parnas in because I mean, he, he, especially honestly, with this. he hasn't said that. He said that, you know, this investigation could be ongoing. I mean, I, I hear you. I There's totally no magic deadline you. here. What's the I, difference? Look, what's the difference if this spills into 2020? What is the difference? The trial isn't going to be till 2020. Right. Well, this is this is where I get frustrated because I think that the Dems, as brilliant as they were <clears throat> with the um, Intelligence Committee hearings regarding the impeachment inquiry, and it was it was brilliant, but yeah. I feel like they're really a little bit too afraid of the election. Well, let's, let, listen to this. 
listen to this. Um, this is a, an article from The Hill uh, from today uh, by John Bowden. Lev Parna's attorney calls out Nunes for not recusing himself during impeachment hearings. <laughs> yep. yep. An attorney for Lev Parnas, an associate of Rudy Giuliani, slammed House Intelligence Committee ranking member Devin Nunes on Tuesday after it was re revealed that the lawmaker had been in frequent contact with Giuliani, the White House, and Parnas himself. The attorney, Joseph uh, Bondi, uh, wrote on Twitter on Tuesday that Nunes should have rec recused himself from his committee's ongoing impeachment hearing um, or inquiry, inquiry into the president. Bondi's comments... Um, came after a report by the House Intelligence Committee released on Tuesday included phone records showing that Nunes had multiple contacts with figures personally involved with Trump's efforts uh, to get Ukraine to investigate former VP Joe Biden, a potential 2020 rival. Uh, the tweet said, from Joseph Bondi says, Are you serious? Sorry, I got uh, Norton decided to give me a pop-up. Um, <laughs> it says... Uh, uh, Devin Nunes, you should have recused yourself uh, at the outset of the uh, impeachment hearings. Hashtag yeah. let Lev speak. <laughs> um, Don't you find it interesting that Lev Parnas is literally like, let me speak, let me speak, yeah. let me speak. Let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. Is, um, is he re related to Orly Tates? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, but... We should rehear it like, too. I feel like, yeah, let him speak. I do want, I do want Adam Schiff drag his ass in front of the committee. It doesn't even have to be part of the impeachment inquiry at this point. Mm -hmm. First of all, how could Devin Nunes sit in a committee when he's a fact witness now? That's what I'm talking about. That's why I want his ass drug in, dragged, drug. I'll tell you who else is in, involved in here, which is very interesting, is that Victoria Tansing and Joseph oh. Degen Degenerate. Yep. Those two are... They represent one of the dudes. I can't keep oh, track are, of all of it. I mean, if two, I were to keep track of all of it... I'd on Fox News all the time with, with all kinds of crazy bullshit conspiracy theories. But here, here's a... I'm, and they're I'm in the thick of this. I'm there looking at just a really, really quick uh, timeline from from what came out today. So, first off, I don't know who I don't know who Derek Harvey is. So, just let's go with this. That's fine. February first, Parnas calls Derek Harvey on the phone. February fourth, he calls him again. February seventh, he calls Derek Harvey again. March 29th, Giuliani. Is on a phone call with Pompeo. April 1st, Nunez is on a call with Pompeo. Then April 5th, Parnas with Derek Harvey, quote-unquote aborted call. April 10th, Giuliani called to Nunez. April 10th, Nunez to Giuliani call lasting, they say zero, zero minutes, which sounds like another Giuliani butt dial. Um, Disgusting. April 10th, yeah, <laughs> Um, April 10th, Nunes to Giuliani call. April 10th, unknown SMS to Giuliani, which I think is a text message, right? Mm-hmm. Um, April 10th, Giuliani to Nunes. April 10th, Giuliani to Nunes call. April 11th, Nunes, Parnas slash Giuliani call. April 12th, Parnas to Nunes call. 
April 12th again, Nunes to Parnas call lasting two seconds. <laughs> April 12th again, Parnas to Nunes, immediately in between two Parnas, Solomon calls. Solomon, by the way, is that dude from the Hill. Yeah, he's the journal. The yeah, journal. Yes, the the pseudo journalist who wrote the uh, original article in the Hill. Yes, that's now been debunked. Exactly about the May eighth. Giuliani calls to White House. Parnas, Solomon, and Derek Harvey. May tenth. Giuliani, Kash Patel, aborted calls. Then twenty-five minute call following Giuliani, Giuliani call with Volker. I do have one of I have audio for that. I have audio for one of the calls from uh, uh, Nunes to Parnes right here. Actually, <laughs> hold on, here it is. I'm glad you called, but I'm not home. But I'll be back before too long. You gotta wait for the beep. You gotta leave your name. You gotta leave your number. Wait for the beep. Save me some borscht. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, this is filthy. Yeah, yeah, and this you know this. Okay, the Nunez lawsuit. I looked up uh, Matt Nam over on Law and Crime. Uh, mm-hmm. Representative Nunez sues uh, CNN for hundreds of millions of dollars, calls it the mother of fake news. There are three major complaints uh, in the lawsuit. By the way, the lawsuit is for $435 million yes. for defamation. Yes. $435 million. How do you. Why not just go for. Why not just go for five gazillion dollars? You know, yeah. and if he won that lawsuit, that would be his net worth. The uh, <laughs> right now he's worth nothing. Yeah. So the third, well, the, the the three three parts or um, uh, of the lawsuit are uh, uh, CNN parenthetically fake news. Uh, and then it has, like, in one column, and then it says, THE TRUTH, in all caps, in the next column. It says, uh, the the three three things they're saying were were defamation, where Devin Nunes was in Vienna last year. Um, he was. And uh, he claims he didn't go anywhere else in Austria or Vienna last year. But uh, the second part is, Nunes met with Victor Shokin to discuss digging up dirt on Joe mm-hmm. Biden. He Victor never Shokin, met with. That's the name I forgot. Never right, met with so. Victor Shokin. Um, and um, Nunez began communicating with Lev Parnes around the time of the Vienna trip. And it says Nunez did not communicate with Parnes in December 2018 around the time of the Vienna trip, a trip that never happened. But he doesn't say he didn't talk to Parnes at all, which is interesting. Um, but the source, the, the source of the the reporting on CNN was from Joseph Bondi, the attorney for Lev Parnas. Oh. Right. So, so they just report what Bondi was saying. Yeah, that's... You can't so sue that's... somebody for reporting what somebody said. It's not like, you know, it, they're not saying it's some anonymous source or something like that. They're absolutely allowed to report on what an attorney says, uh, you know, in defense of their client. Absolutely, four hundred thirty-five million dollars. What a freak! The article I read, that third one, mm-hmm. said that he claimed that he never talked to Parnas. Oh, he never spoke with him. Well, Devin Nunes clearly needs cream rinse because he really has some split hairs. 
Well, th- this is the thing. It wow. says Devin Nunes did not communicate the the truth portion of this. The the their spin is Nunes did not communicate with Parnes in December 2018 around the time of the Vienna trip, a trip that never happened. It doesn't say he never spoke to him. He's just denying the time that it happened. But it. But it, what, so what he, are the times of the uh, the phone logs? Um, it, it, the phone uh, logs match up to the reporting in December of 2018. Yeah, from what I've again. Nice. I was in grief today. No, that's fine. I just, I don't, I just don't have it committed to memory. Um, but yeah, I'm telling so. you, man, the re- the fact that this has been so reported on. Nunez is in deep. deep well, Nunez shit. was talking. Nunez and he was talking to, to be in deep shit. Nunez was talking to Parnez in uh, in the spring, in April, and uh, let me see the other ones. Um, well, it's easy to find out if he if, first of all where he went in December. Let's see his passport. Sure. So, I mean, I just love this. It's like, okay, so, oh, I didn't, you know, he can't say he never spoke to Parnas. <laughs> so maybe there was some erroneous reporting uh, for, or erroneous information that was given to CNN, but they can't be held accountable if somebody lied to them, you know, or got their number, you know, dates wrong or something. I, I don't have yeah, the whole no, they're, they're what they call absent malice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because they're just reporting what is true, which yeah. is he said that. Mm-hmm. They're not saying that what he said was true, but what is true is is that the lawyer Bondi said made those accusations. Yeah. So there's no malice there; it's all true. I love it. So anyway, I still cannot get beyond the fact that he is still allowed to be the minority. Um, what is it? The minority. Well, he should be referred. He he should be referred for. Uh, he needs to be taken off the, taken off that committee he altogether. He should be censured. He should be. To me, that takes right. too much time. I I want <clears throat> I want Nancy Pelosi to be like. Kevin McCarthy, remove him. Remove him yeah. now. Well, that's the him. thing. That's the thing. Did you? There's a new story out tonight, and we got to go to the break here. But um, McCarthy mm-hmm. is is defending Nunez and saying, "Oh, Adam Schiff has a propensity for lying." This wasn't Adam Schiff. These these yeah. are reports. These it are says yeah reports. from Josh Feldman. Josh Feldman over at Mediate. Kevin McCarthy Documents. defends Nunez. Kevin McCarthy defends Nunez over call logs in a report. Rails oh against my Schiff. God. Rails against Schiff has a long history of lying. These are documents. Yes. Well, the phone logs don't lie. The phone logs oh don't my lie. God. So. <laughs> so we're at the point now where we're just going to ignore literal facts well they well and then and then when asked uh, at the end of the article it says when asked uh what happened on nunez calls mccarthy said that's a question for devin but devin has the right to talk to people there's nothing wrong that De- that devin has done once again he's he's trying he's uh trying to get accused of something uh wait except once again wait. he's he's trying to get accused of something yeah, of course, it's Kevin McCarthy. Wait. He can't speak. It's a simple smoke screen. 
He can talk to who he wants. Oh, but he's he's talking to to somebody who's fucking you know going to go to prison for a very long time, more than likely. Oh, well, unless he gets a plea deal. Yeah, we'll I see. I don't even want to jump that far, Joe. But Devin Nunes clearly. No, I talk about Parnas. Oh, to ah, me, yeah. Devin Nunes clearly is is really really dirty. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And he's 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 desperate for money. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, that's that's my my claim uh, constantly. Is Devin Devin Nunes? Uh, he's a broke ass Republican. His net worth sucks, and uh, it, it, you know he's going to try every lawsuit he can. Thank you, Cat Ranking yeah, Member. Ranking Ranking so Ranking Member Nunes. Yeah, he um, ranks. Yeah. He's rank. All right. He's uh-huh. stanky rank. He, he's a he's member rank. too, for sure. Yeah, he's a stanky ranking member. Yeah. His member really kind of stinks. A, he's a penis. Don't say penis in this house. <laughs> uh, anyway, we got to go to the break. When we come back, we got more uh, uh, members to talk about tools, as it were. Um, but yeah, let's just go ahead. Uh, I got the list queued up by Barbara. We'll go ahead and listen to that. We'll be right back with the last segment here of this Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com
Lagan, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Our host Adam Hebert will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button pushing from yours truly. I'm your Huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife Michelle, the Mistress of Mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! Ooh. And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland! <laughs> yeah! Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and thank you, Scranton, Pennsylvania. And also, thank you to Schneiderweiser. <laughs> Tap 7 original German Heifeweizen ale, which I'm having right now, which is delicious. Hefeweizen, dear. Yeah, Hefeweizen. Whatever. <laughs> so uh but yeah it's delicious it good? yeah it's really good it's it's very good. mild it's it's a nice smooth not too sweet uh half of um but yeah it's uh yeah schneider weiss so looks like schneider weiss uh so <laughs> house of schneider i think no no white schneider that's what it means schneider white weiss means white Heim means house. Uh, so, uh, Weisheim means White House. The President's House. <laughs> oh, no. Not or Der Fuhrer's house. house. 
Um, ah. So anyway, uh, welcome back. And uh, oh yes, I, I love this uh, scooter cans. Uh, thank you so much for finding this. Uh, uh, Nunez net worth was fifty thousand dollars in twenty eighteen. Fifty thousand dollars for a Trumpian Republican is about as broke ass as you can get. You know who's worth more than fifty thousand dollars? Um, painter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know this for a fact because <laughs> my garage is almost worth as much as Devin Nunes. Honestly. Uh, literally, literally, um, yeah. you know, I mean, my house and my garage and our car is worth like three Devin Nunez's. So, I mean, you know, $50,000? Jesus yeah, Christ, broke. bro. That's sad. How does he afford suits? Um. Oh, well, he should be credit card. It's credit card. I don't know. Men's warehouse. Sears. Buy three, get one free. Men's warehouse is a little too pricey for him. It'd be Sears or Burlington Coat Factory. Yeah, Burlington. Yeah. eBay. eBay. He buys his suits from China. So. So anyway, um, yeah. So uh, uh, one last clip to, to round out the the um, Nunez stuff. Uh, here's uh, Adam Schiff was asked about the calls today, and uh, here you go. Your report mentions site to call records involving ranking member Nunez. Um, did you speak to him or inquire about those with his office? And do you believe he should recuse himself later today on this vote? Also, do you or your staff plan to present this report to the Judiciary Committee in person? The rules adopted by the Judiciary Committee provide that our staff counsel will present the report to the committee, so that's what we expect will take place. Uh, in terms of the ranking member, um, it won't surprise you, I'm going to reserve comment. Uh, it is, I think, deeply concerning that at a time when the President of the United States was using the power of his office to dig up dirt on a political rival, uh, that there may be evidence that there were members of Congress um, complicit in that activity. Uh, now, there's a lot more to learn about that, and I don't want to state that that is uh, an unequivocal fact. But the allegations are deeply concerning. Um, our focus is on the president's conduct first and foremost. Uh, it may be the role of others to evaluate the conduct of members of Congress. And I have uh, Kevin McCarthy's response right here as well. That would have made more sense than what fucking Kevin McCarthy <laughs> said today. Um, I, can I jump in? Yeah. The one thing that I... To me, it just dawned on me just now is that, you know, this this report, we were waiting for it, and um, Representative Schiff knew about what was in this report. Mm-hmm. Which means he knew all along Nunez's complicity in all of this. Mm-hmm. All the time while he was sitting next to him. 
Why do you think Nunez had that sour look on his face? Yeah, oh, but man. I, I guess yeah. the point that I'm trying to make is the fact that Adam Schiff mm-hmm. let him just hang himself. Mm-hmm. That's why Adam, they never looked eye to eye the whole no. time. Oh, yeah. It I was mean, it, basically that was, uh, it, it, now that we know this, that was Adam Schiff's moment like this. Please proceed, Governor. Yeah. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Please proceed, David. You knew all along. <laughs> Please and I proceed, love ranking member. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just said, please proceed, ranking member. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was just all along. Every time Adam, you know, every time Devin Nunes is like, here we are with this, you know, whatever, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Where, and whatever he said, he said it with like lifelessness in his eyes. Mm -hmm. Adam Schiff knew. Yeah. And Nunez had to know if he showed up in any of the skiff hearings. That's stunning to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's I mean, it's it's really I can't stunning. wait to find out what number is minus one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's it's just I, I'm really amazed at it. I mean I, I respect the fact that you know, uh, Adam Schiff said we are focused on the president right now, but I sort of feel like Adam Schiff's like, but I got some shit in my back pocket. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. one Mister Mister One came up twice. Once in the the Mueller investigation, wasn't he mm-hmm. individual one? Yeah. And then his phone number is minus one. Hmm. Wait, what? Who remember the indictment? Yeah. Of of uh, Cohen, mm-hmm. an individual oh. one, individual one, yep. Okay, and now in this oh. one, the phone records show Giuliani talking to a number minus one. Oh, zero. Oh well, zero. no, no, Rudy, <laughs> minus one. <laughs> no, minus one yeah. is less than zero. Yeah, saved by so zero. So is Trump's intelligence. Less than zero <laughs> IQ. I just, I. Yeah. All right, so we've been talking about a lot of dickheads from California. Uh, talking about Nunez. And also talk. heroes, heroes from California. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we, we, we. I'm just saying. It just most recently we talked about McCarthy, Nunez, and um, now. Come on, California. Get rid now of dicks. we got Hunker, Hunkin Dunter, uh, or Duncan Hunter, uh, what have you. Uh, we, we got to play this because uh, apparently uh, I love I love this little interview he gave <laughs> because uh, he just matter of factly he's like as most folks know just like oh most folks already know this most folks yeah most just you know casual as as you would most folks know this as most folks know my trial uh, was set for January twenty second. That's, that's not going to happen now. Uh, tomorrow, on Tuesday, I'm going to change my plea to guilty. Um, I, oh. I, I think it's important not to have a public trial for three reasons, and those three reasons are my kids. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, it'd be really tough for them. Uh-huh. It, it, it's hard enough being the kids of a public figure. Of an asshole. Uh, and I think it's time for them to live life outside <laughs> the spotlight. Um, but it, it's been a privilege to, to serve in Congress for 11 years three tours in the uh, Marine Corps and the uh, the wars. So I, I think oh, we've done a lot of great things wars. for the nation. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dick. Ah, 
What a you know dickhead. What? Seriously. You know yeah, so Hunkin Dunter or Duncan Hunter. <laughs> um he he's pleading guilty Can to Can I call him Dickhead can, Hunter? D- sure. Is that say, too much? Say it dickhead again. Dickhead There you go. So Dickhead, what Rain said. Um <laughs> Uh, basically, he's pleading guilty to campaign uh, campaign finance. Uh, um, uh, what is it? Fraud. Fraud. Or, uh, but yeah, basically stealing uh, from his contributors. But rest assured, none of that money that I stole was from taxpayers. Oh, we were oh, all so the, from taxpayers, dickhead. Oh, oh, wait a second. So just because it wasn't taxed by the government, but it was actually taxpayers that gave you money and trusted you with yep. that to do the right thing, it's not taxpayer dollars. You still stole from innocent <laughs> fucking people, you dick. Yep. Although if they yeah. supported you, they're not that innocent. Because they're also well, dickheads. First of all, people contribute to campaigns. I mean, yeah. I realize this is a Republican, but I'm going to say something mm-hmm. that sounds weird, but for better government, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. you, you, you guys contributed to Kamala Harris because you believed she would deliver better government. Sure. So that is your good faith contribution to a campaign. Sure. You don't expect Kamala Harris to turn around and buy a new Mercedes with your contribution. No, exactly. Well, that would no. be a violation of your trust. Because I don't re- expect her to buy tickets to fly her freaking sure. on an airplane and, you know right, and right. and you know what i'm okay if there's an accounting error or something because there, there were campaign oh, yeah. finance issues with uh, obama i donated to obama multiple times um mm-hmm. and, and there was a problem there was a campaign finance issue and they rectified it i think they had to pay yeah. a fine and they fixed it um but what uh hunker dunton did um. Now I'm just <laughs> Hunker Dunton. Hunter. Can you just say Hunter Hunkin? What? Uh, uh, <laughs> toucan pooping. Uh, so. I should say that you guys can't. I said toucan pooping. Oh, I like that. Thank you. So it just sounds like uh, you know <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. Hunter Punter. Um. You know, I mean, this was him, you know, doing lavish spending on himself when he really was, you know, just had a little broke ass campaign going on. You know, it wasn't like he he, he was raking in the kind of His money that wife a, a, wasn't innocent either, by the way. Oh, no. And he remember back in the day he tried blaming his wife. Yes. I remember and that was awesome. Let, let's see. I, I have that. If you don't Dunker. have it, I just want to put this out there because his wife wasn't innocent either. She really was a part of this. Mm-hmm. And I have a very, very strong suspicion that that the feds kind of came to both of them in different rooms and said, guess what? You both can go to jail. And I don't know what's going to happen to your kids or one of you gets to plead guilty. So one of you can still be a parent to the children. Sure, Tunter um, Buntum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they're both, they're both like not really good people. No, but, Hump and Lumpin is a bad man. 
I think the Fed said, do you want the kids to go to foster care? And, you know, I, I'm, I don't know what happened from there to here, but, you know, Hunter Cunton. <laughs> Why would you apologize? You totally got me to snort like, and laugh yep, like a jackal. I'm, gonna take, I'm going away. I'm going away because, you know what? Taking care of kids is way too hard for me. Clump and thumper. That's the other part of it because Dunker Hunt, I can't even say his name the right Clump, way. Clumper thumping, I know. He he is he's he's not a good person. I mean, his wife isn't a good person either. But his wife probably has probably is the one who does take care of their kids. Probably, probably, I think she probably does rather than something dumping, um, taking I care. Think, of. We are so in the weeds. Something. I'm really, I'm a terrible person right something now. Something dumping so, from Representative Something Dumping from California. <laughs> but that's that's honestly what I think. I think that the feds actually talked to both of them and said, "Look, you can both go to jail. Yeah, and one of you can plead guilty. Blunker, yeah, kids. bunker, blunker. You can stay out of prison if you want. Yeah, well." <laughs> Mrs. Blunker Dunker. Or Mrs. Blunk. No, not going to do it. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> Hunk and Dunter. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. I'm, I'm go Dunder Mifflin. Dunder. Yeah. Just, oh, by the way, Joe, I just finished watching the uh, the entire uh, office. I said I was going to stop with the episode where Michael left, but then I couldn't stop. I know. And I watched I the whole thing. It's like when you open a bag of Lay's potato chips. Yeah, but you know they did introduce so many other characters after that. You know, or, or before, mm-hmm. right before Michael left, that I really was invested in, like Aaron and Andy. You know, Andy lesser, but Aaron I really enjoyed. So. Uh, I didn't like Plop, though. <laughs> Pete, Plop. <laughs> really? You're still calling me Plop? <laughs> so, anyway. Um, uh, shoot. Well, uh, I, I have that, that audio, uh, Rain, if you want me to play it. It's kind of long. It's like five minutes, but that, that politics underscore Joe, at, politi- at politics underscore Joe. It's not Joe Santorso, but it's a guy in England. I, it's up to you. I think I think I we should. It, I thought it was yeah. good. Yeah, it's like four minutes long. But this this guy, uh, politics underscore Joe on Twitter, check him out. Does a a, a person on the street interview in England asking um, UK, you know, uh, Brit Britons. Um, they do. He does a what what name? What the hell is that fucking price? Basically, on the streets. How much is that? Um, really and, and he go. He asks people, you know, how much do you think this medical procedure or this medical expense costs in in the United States? Because, of course, people in England have uh, NHS, which takes care of uh, all their problems. I talked to our good old friend Graham Bonnet many years ago, and I said, yeah, you know, what do you do? You go into the, you know, you, you feel sick, you go to the hospital, you get better, you go home. Um, and, uh, you don't pay a dime, uh, but politics, Joe, uh, and there's, there's another guy in here that's actually from the United States who gives a little commentary who he ended up talking to, but it's mostly people in England. And, uh, there's this one gal in there, 
uh, absolutely is amazing. And she, she gets the last word in the, in the video clip. And I think everybody will approve. Ambulance call out. How much do you think that costs? Zero payment. Zero payment? Yeah, zero payment. No. It costs two and a half thousand dollars. Now, they, if you didn't catch it, he said ambulance call is what he said. So For, for real? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you look, you look. <laughs> An inhaler. $100. Yeah, you're pretty close. It's a bit more. 120 250 to 350 For an inhaler? Mm. Yes. Man, so if you're poor, you're dead. I know that it's like public health care in the UK. In the US, fortunately, I'm able to get health care through my parents, their jobs, but like I carry an EpiPen, and I know that like the cost of that has just been rising. Mm -hmm. So like there's like very few companies that even compete, so it's sort of like a monopoly for the EpiPen. Um, even though like we have insurance, it cost my parents about a couple hundred, even with insurance. So two EpiPens, okay. how much do you reckon they are? $80. 600 $40? I'm afraid not. More? More. Hundred dollars. More. Hundred and fifty. More. Two fifty. More. Shh. Shut the fridge. More. <laughs> Three hundred pounds. Six hundred yeah. dollars. What? Why? That's a very good question. Six hundred dollars. Yeah. For me, it's more like just hives and shortness of breath. Yeah. So it wouldn't be like an immediate death situation but like so I've been fortunate I've not had to use it mm. but it's something like keep on me like I have my backpack right now I have it on me cost of childbirth Jesus um 50 grand something ridiculous now yes yeah, I've, blown, I've blown the figures up on your head now haven't yeah, I because yeah. they're larger it's the highest generally speaking is about 30 grand okay okay uh, wait, oh, is that reasonable you have not reasonable that. at all <laughs> it's just like now on like a, on yeah, a benchmark yeah, a hundred two hundred dollars yeah uh the average is about 10 grand it can go up to 30,000 Ten grand for a baby. Well, yeah, well, I guess. How much is your child worth? Yeah. <laughs> what well, is that like the same everywhere? No, the average is about ten thousand dollars. Yeah. That's mad. Mm. Oh no, thanks. <laughs> um, okay, no thanks. In which case, the coil IUD contraception. Yeah. How much do you think that costs? For one person yeah. to implant. A grand. Yeah, a little bit higher. Really? Yeah, one thousand three hundred dollars. Oh. Mental. I wonder if you could tell me how expensive you think calling an ambulance out to your location is in America. I guess it depends on like where you live. Uh, it really does. Like um, Uber. I can't even, is there a price for that? Yes. Jeez. A um, hundred dollars? Two hundred dollars? Two and a half grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For what? Why? Why? Give birth by C-section. Yeah. And you would like to hold your baby after you've given birth to it. Actually, yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, you have to pay to do that. Yes. To hold my own child that I've been carrying inside of my womb. <laughs> Say something else. <laughs> Sorry, I was. <laughs> uh, but yes, yes. Jeez. <sighs> it's not actually that expensive. Right. <laughs> Charging me, I'm going to punch you. Yeah. Um, not you, but yeah. the doctor. Um, like a hundred dollars. Forty dollars. Forty dollars. For skin-on-skin contact. <laughs> That's insane. I didn't even know that. The NHS. Literally, the gift that keeps on giving. Literally. Literally. People are so dumb for taking advantage of it. And I don't want it to change. Finally, does it make you grateful for the NHS? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I didn't know how much uh, free healthcare we got, like, just off the bat, but, like, 
knowing you have to pay like 30 grand for a child, it's outrageous. It really is ridiculous. So thank you, NHS, um, for all your hard work. I'm genuinely speechless. Presumably you had an idea that it, healthcare was expensive I in the US. I didn't realise how expensive. Yeah, I'm just like, what? Like, if you don't have money, you're, well, yeah, you're fudged. Yeah. What do you think of the people who are profiting off the sale of these medicines? You bastards. <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry, beep. I think, yeah, I, I think they should be stopped. Yeah. Fuck Trump. <laughs> yeah, he got her to say that, and don't yeah, think yeah, I yeah. didn't, don't think I didn't clip that out, sweetheart. Fuck Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll double that up with. Hey Trump. Fuck you. Fuck Trump. There it is. So. Yeah, I mean, they were, I mean, I didn't even know that. If a woman has a C-section and she wants to hold her baby with skin-on-skin contact right after the C-section, $40? For what? Are are you shocked? For for what, though? I want to know the rationale behind that. Is that like a tip? (laughs) You know? I, I think, you know, Joe, Joe, you're asking a really honest question, and I don't want to be jaded, but honestly, it's money. Yeah, yeah I know that. I know that. I know that. Uh, uh, that's, that is genuinely is shocking to, to me, a though. rationale behind the charge. In other words, there has to be made up something, a reason, you know, it's like a... Oh, what, they have you know, to like wipe the baby like off? they got to wipe the baby off or wrap it in a towel or something? Skin on skin. Yeah. Do they have to put like some antibiotics? What if, what if I just want to do an ET phone home? What if I just want to do like finger to finger? Is that that's like fifty cents, right? Skin to skin. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know, Seventy five cents. You know how much for one rib? <laughs> so. <laughs> when, so. <laughs> when I when I find here's the thing, <clears throat> and here's the thing um the UK has very good you know their their health plan right right now that's under attack Boris Johnson and Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of other people are trying to privatize that of course he is privatize their health care yeah we can't even get a freaking well, and you Public know, I, option. I wish I would have gotten the audio for it, but at one point when uh, I think it, who was Trump, who was Trump with? He was asked about it. Um, uh, uh, he asked if 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 there was something in the on the table like uh, you know Britain's health care, like NHS uh, on the table in the United States, and he said everything's on the table. Yeah, that's something we're looking at. And then he was asked about it today, and he's like, I don't know where that rumor got started. Well, it was by you in June, you dumb piece of shit. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I want want the people of, of Britain and the UK to fight as hard as they can to save their healthcare system. Yeah. Because... There is a movement over there to take it away. Well, and we can't yeah. even get to this point where 
it, healthcare is a universal right. Yes, and that is is thanks in part to the nationalism fueled uh, efforts for Brexit. That you yes. know the Britain first thing, much like the America first thing that Trump is pushing. It, you know this is uh, uh, you know th- this is basically a white nationalist movement to take things away from uh, people who aren't you know straight white men in England. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, doesn't it always seem like it's just white nationalist men who want to take things away from people who just yeah. want to have the same things that that white everybody else has? Men have. Well, yeah, the, you know, or, or that everybody else should have. Um, you know. Yes. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, that that's going to be the last clip for the night. But I thought that was fascinating that that people, people in England, thankfully, uh, you know, well, hopefully that will wake them up, uh, you know, some people up to say, "Holy shit, they're trying to privatize our healthcare and turn it into what they have in America, which is a total shit system." Yes, it's. To- I mean, they don't even have copays like we do. I mean, I have great healthcare. In my great health care uh, coverage, uh, you know, uh, the, the financial aspect of the coverage is shit compared to what anybody, you know, any person in England has. You know, I mean, the medical coverage is good. I have a good doctor. We go to a, a good place. Dental's great. Optical's great. But I pay for it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I pay a mm-hmm. big chunk out of my check. My company pays for a lot, lot of it. But not like NHS pays for things. You know, I'm paying a very large portion of my paycheck. It's matched and exceeded by what the company puts in. And uh, but I and then I still have to pay out of pocket. I gotta do copays, I gotta pay for, for medications and, and you know, different visits. They'll only pay so much beyond the deductible. So, you know, it's shit compared to what they have in England. Which is so, nothing. Yeah, exactly. Free. Free. Yeah. Absolutely free. And hassle-free, too. Again, I talked to Graham Bonnet, and Graham Bonnet's not the most liberal person in the world, um, but he talked about it, and he's like, yeah, got sick over there, went in, went out, paid maybe a couple dollars for this or that. You know, I think he even said like a dollar or something he paid, you know, or a pound or, or whatever um, uh, for some, you know, some minor thing i don't know just like the office visit itself or something i don't know but uh but yeah but you know now i think it's even better than when he was there because he was he was back there in the 70s so but anyway we we gotta wrap it up uh because the tim Cormel show is coming up here momentarily uh and joe what what's on the agenda for the tim Cormel show uh is, is this the best of the clown car volume thirty five thousand? Thirty-five thousand. <laughs> Thirty-seven. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was thirty-five million, like Devin Nunez's lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, so we wrote a lot of clown cars in our a lot day. of clown cars. <laughs> so you know, yes. Devin Nunez is going to sue you for all the clown cars if you talk about he it. He figured in a few. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't caught up. He hasn't caught up to me yet. So thirty-seven. That's pretty impressive. I mean, like you said, the. Yeah. The box set's going to have to be delivered inside an actual clown car now. Inside an actual box. (laughs) 
inside an actual box. Yes. And then inside an actual bigger clown car. Right. So it's going to be a box set in a clown car, in another box, in another clown car, in another box, also in another clown car, and then, you know. Available on Amazon. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. Free free shipping for Amazon Prime subscribers. You know what else is available at Amazon? <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, not anymore. Auschwitz-themed Christmas ornaments. Oh, Jesus what? Christ. What? What? You heard me. Auschwitz-themed Christmas ornaments. Pro or con Auschwitz? merchandise. God damn it. Yes. Um... From uh, okay, this is in the Washington Post uh, by Jennifer Hassan. Amazon has halted the sale of Auschwitz-themed products, oh, such as <laughs> such as Christmas decorations, mouse pads, and bottle openers. Bottle openers? God yes. Damn it, God. Following really? an outpouring of disgust on social media led by Poland's official memorial museum. Oh, Items my Lord. featured imaged from Auschwitz, a former Nazi concentration camp with an estimated 1.1 million men, women, and children died during World War II. An Auschwitz-themed star holiday decoration was described as a high-quality snowflake, with the seller going by the name of Fucheng, describing the bottle opener as a memorable gift, perfect for every festival. I- oh, my yes, God. Yes, this is true. I- the Auschwitz-Birkenau... Memorial and Museum in Poland took to Twitter Sunday to condemn the online retailer for selling products, calling them disturbing and disrespectful. I would call them something else, too. Just a bit. As of Monday morning, none of the products cited in the tweet could be found on Amazon. Thank you. (laughs) Jesus. Well, first of all... That people in America wanted to buy them. Gives me the heebie crawlies. Why? Why? I mean, first of all, who would think of making manufacturing such a thing? Oh, that's. I, I'm putting one. the Washington Post link in the chat. By the way, who would who would think of making such products? And who would really want one? Yeah, that's probably I mean, numbered. Would you really want to hang? What is wrong with people? Like. What the fuck? Everything. I read this. I read this three times at breakfast, and and you know we were going like, what the fuck? <laughs> Look, at these people sick. Like, what? What's wrong with you? All right. Well. Well, well I think okay. Anyway, I mean, what, I mean the fact yeah, we, that they're we, still yeah. available somewhere. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, probably eBay, but you know they they uh, I've reported uh, Nazi flags and shit like that on eBay, and they won't take them down. So, uh, you know, I mean, white, na- I mean, crazy like terrorist white nationalist organization flags. I found this one seller that had uh, you know, um, all kinds of really vile shit, and um, they allow it. They allow it. So, but anyway, um, rain. But good for Amazon for for taking that shit down. Good for them. But Rain, what's your parting shot? I I think my parting shot is that I'm just really disgusted that there was actually an audience and a market for what Joe just talked about. Trump supporters. I, I, it's yeah. it's it's not just Trump supporters though. 
Well, you know, I mean, they're the ones that are talking about the Jew coup. Yeah, it's not just Trump's supporters, though. It's it's the fact that You're this right. shit still lives. If they and were American, shot is that? Yeah, if they I'm, were American, if they were American, they'd be Trump supporters. Go ahead. Well, it it just it kills me. It kills me to hear this because I I don't get it. I I'm, yeah. I'm starting to realize that maybe <clears throat> white supremacy is global. Oh, it and is. Nazi, oh, it Nazism is. Nazism never really died. No, hatred is always there. Mm-hmm. All right, but so uh, all right. My last, my yeah. last tiny parting shot. This is the tiny one. Tiny. This is from um, the the report that came out with you know the House Intelligence Committee. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the impeachment inquiry has found that President Trump personally and acting through agents within. And outside of the U.S. government solicited the interference of a foreign government, Ukraine, to benefit his re-election. And that included, in that report, uh, Pence. Good. So. Bye-bye, Pensy Pants. Let's hope. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I hate... I hate them. And Plumper Dumper. Um, so. And also <laughs> Duncan Cunton. <laughs> uh, hunkin' nothing. Uh, yeah. nothing. Yeah. So anyway, all right, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, everybody, uh, be well, take care of one another. Uh, don't let the bad news get you down. Uh, always look yeah. for that silver lining when you're where you can. And uh, check out The Best of the Clown Car, Volume 37 from the Tim Carmel Show coming up here in a few short minutes. And my also, uh, you know, as this year is closing out, so much gratitude and so much love for my co-hosts here, uh, Rain and Joe and Bobber. Uh, you guys have made this year tolerable, pleasurable, and fun. And I cannot wait, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, we're going to be off at least a couple days coming up here soon. Uh, you know, I mean, it's still early, but I just want to let everybody know, yeah, the holidays are going to interfere. We probably will not have, we're definitely not having a, a Christmas Eve show because I'm going to no. be elsewhere. Um, but yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a post-Christmas show on what, the twenty. 20- 7th, 28th, I forget, Christmas is on a Wednesday, so I guess the 27th we'll definitely have a show. Um, and whoever's here is here, that's fine. But no, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I can't tell you guys how much uh, uh, how much more fun the show has been, even when the news is dire and dark. You guys, uh, you guys keep me going, and uh, our listeners keep us going. And I really appreciate that. And, um, you know, uh, so our whole Indie Media Weekly family, you guys are great. And, yeah, we've only got a few more shows left in 2019. Let's hope 2020 is way better. I think it will be. See ya. You know what's messed up? Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say, what's messed up is 2020 means that we're like 10 years in from Y2K. Only 10? No, it's 20. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. I, I 
screwed up the entire end of the show. And now we're going to end the show. Bye, guys. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. It's the first time in Thanksgiving that I've never had anything called turkey. Fuck Trump.